I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky, I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. And now the real one, since it's Christmas, <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. <laughs> All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. <laughs> You know what, Ty? I do love the Christmas tunes. I think it's time that we start sharing Thank them. Thank you. We're going into December, and it's that holiday magic. I love that. It, it's, a, it's a positive energy. Yes. Um, I'm, my middle name is Rudolph. Okay. So that's why I picked this song. What's your background? It's kind of connection. So um, my father's from Germany. My mom's English, Irish, born in Canada. Okay. Um, but my dad immigrated from Germany in okay. 1950-something on the boat. Nice. Yeah, with all and, his brothers and sisters. And you've been in construction for how long now? So I started um, my actual business and getting my first project in 87, right out of um, Oh, so we got history. College. We, got, we got a lot to talk about today, College, man. yeah. 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 So I've always had a knack for it. Junior years, building stuff as a kid. My dad was always doing something. Um, and You've gone uh, through two recessions. You're couple, going through pandemic. Pandemic, two recessions. Um, I shut down in '04 uh, when I got married and moved to California. So that was a whole other restart. You Com went there stateside and went that completely. route. Completely. I'm a dual citizen. Okay. Um, so we'll get into that in a minute. But yeah, I got my licenses in Nevada and California. It took Good for me you, man. Two years to get it. Why so long? Is that normal? Green card. Get so since you're card. a Canadian and okay. Yeah. So going through that process, um, you had to wait. You got to get your green card before you could become legally able to work in your own company. Got it. So how I got around that loophole was uh, just I work for family, <laughs> owner builder. They that's how, touch and, and so that's yeah. a little gray area there that they, yeah. they're fine yeah. with. Yeah, owner builder, then you're doing it yourself. So that kept me busy for two years. Wow. Okay, sorry, <laughs> let me get the deets out of the way because I have a funny feeling this is going to be a very interesting conversation. Awesome. Uh, so, sorry, how do you pronounce the, the name again? So, my name is Irish. It's properly pronounced Tyrone from Tyrone. the county of Tyrone in Ireland, but everybody calls me Ty. Nice. My mom hates it, but <laughs> <laughs> because she wants the true she name, she wants it. So That's what it she is. She used right? to say when everybody called, uh, they go, "Is Ty here?" And she'd like, uh, "No, but Tyrone's home." <laughs> so. so it's Nickel General Contracting yeah. eighty-seven, and the website is www.builtbyngc.com. Email is info at builtbyngc.com, and the handle is nickel underscore general on IG. On yeah. IG, and then you, you mess around with Twitter, but yeah, it comes bit. and goes. Yeah. Are you on TikTok yet? Uh, I tried it last year. And how much time were you consumed? The vortex, I got sucked in, <sighs> and then I hated it. I'm like, this is really isn't for me. It's another time waster. Completely, like, drained my energy, and I'd be like, three hours, you know, COVID time. Like, all right, I just, I I'm over it. I I'm don't trying do to TikTok. balance things, man. I'm yeah. just like, I, there's enough on my plate as it is. Lots of people have asked me to go to TikTok, and I'm like... I've got enough going on. Yeah, man. I think you put your best value in those feeds. IG, you know, LinkedIn is a new branch that I want to bring it into love better LinkedIn. for next year. I, I got to do more. I see you on yeah, there. It's great. I'm on there. Uh, I'm just trying to grasp that whole platform, uh, getting a little better at it. But uh, I think. 
two or three, and that's and it. And you're done. Tap you're done. out. You got your message. You'll get out there. You'll get out there. God, that's we're it. busy. We're doing 50 hours a week. Like, I know. You as know, it is, man. So it's normal the Normal hours, and then the after hours stuff just continues. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So, Ty, what do you want to talk about today? We got a bunch of stuff. I mean, I want you to bring up everything you got going. It was interesting when I was driving here. Um, I was having a conversation with a contractor in Sweden. And I love that the show is reaching out Amazing. to so many different parts. And he's always, he had a little bone to pick with me because recently we did a show and everyone knows I'm not a fan of the Cybertruck and I'm not a huge fan of electric in general. Right. I like electric for the purpose of it, but he was like going, oh, there was a lot of hate going on that one upset there because we had an electrician talking about it and we just were communicating back and forth. I just wanted to actually just, uh, give me one second, Vili, Vili come. And he's going to probably kill me now, man. <laughs> Vili Kompumki or something like that. So I'm sorry that I'm killing your name, but, you know, he wants to come on the show. I'm going to get him on the show somehow. Awesome. Uh, either he comes here or I'll go there. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I, he he's a fan, listens to all the shows. Do it virtual. I know. That's what we want to do. Be because awesome. they built differently. And it's funny. I even told him, he's asking me, what time is it there? And I said, it's like 841 right now. He goes, oh, man, you guys are still on that archaic clock. Because <laughs> Europe is 24-hour clock, yes, right? Yes, right. Of course. So, therefore. It's six hours ahead, so he's fourteen twenty-one or fourteen forty-one. Yes, but it's just I love having those conversations because they build different ways, and they 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 want to know how we build and how we do things. And I told them, listen, Toronto right now is not ready for everybody to have electric cars. No, they're not. Electricians no will tell you, you you can you have to rough it in for new construction, and you rough it in for one vehicle. And I'm like going, so what happens if every single house? has an electric vehicle what's that going to do to toronto's infrastructure the, oh, the, the power and the utility and just getting the work done and the, find an electrician right now to do it find an electrician I, it's insane right so i mean that, i just wanted to give him a shout out so thank you so That's much awesome. i'll get him on the show eventually That's but great. i want to make it all about you ty and and like we've been communicating for so long we have all kinds of it's stuff it's been so cool to finally connect thank yeah. you so much yeah. so i want to get this out of the way first yeah what do you swag. got going on there I brought you some swag. Oh, nice. Thank Couple you so much, hats, dude. T-shirts for you Carlito. I love Tukes, man. Here. Carlito is like a special kind of guy. You yeah. catch him, is you catch him. But I'll <laughs> and, give it to Oh, dude, that's so nice, man. This is man. one of my favorite ones. When you're picking up one of your guys, don't make the boss wait. Ah. <laughs> and then I got your book because I know you love reading. I love reading. And uh, something that I wrote for you. I signed it on the inside. Oh, so dude, catch up thanks, on that man. Later. I don't know if you have it already. But I don't have this one. It's a it's a good read. Thanks I, so much, Ty. You're oh, very man, welcome. That's, that's awesome, dude. Thank so, you so much. I really welcome, appreciate man. that, man. Seven very secrets welcome. to becoming a wealthy contractor. I love it, dude. Yeah. I'm going to read this man, real quick. Please do. Thank you. So my story is um, started enjoying carpentry and stuff as a kid. My dad was a handyman. and Formal uh, education or no? Just got thrown in. I, I, I started with an uncle. You know, after I kind of was getting my feet wet, what to do. And a friend of mine's father hired him and I to be laborers in Toronto, working down at King and Sherborne, doing demo and cleanup and, you know, renovation work. I'd ride my motorcycle into work and he, my buddy would be on the back, Wayne. Um, he'd fall asleep going in at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> you just get resting, the helmet bump? The helmet get the bump. helmet bump and weave through traffic. <laughs> but that was a couple of summers. And then uh, he found out I had started my business, and my first company was called the Deck Masters, D-E-C-K, Deck Masters. Yeah. So that was my first go. Uh, I started at Credit Valley Hospital area and built in a new development, and from there it went one to the next to the next, and I'm like, I got this, something going on. And this is my summer job because I'm still in college to become a police officer. That was my original career goal. Wow. So the next summer I did you know, decking again, and then the winter came and kept my police interviews going, and that didn't go so well. 
In 87, I had a head-on collision on my motorcycle on Mississauga Road at 80K, so 50 miles an hour. Ouch. Went through the windshield, head first, rolled over the, the hood, walked away from it. Un, you know, it was a miracle. What part of Mississauga Road there? So just south of Dundas on the first bend. So I'd been out all day. I ride that road all the time. Summer drive, yeah. or, or fall drive, October, uh, forks of the credit. We were out all day, my buddy and I, and he was right beside me when the accident happened. So three years trying after that accident, I was charged with careless driving. I never got on the force because it impacted my driving record. I was still doing construction. I never looked back. I've never looked back. So that was around 91 when I just decided after I'd been in business for you know three years steady, two really good years, I'm just going to stick with construction. So but you're, I, doing, you're doing well at it now. Yeah, and we've had ups and downs, partners and all this stuff. And we'll, we'll go into Everything. it. But, you know, my first big uh, deck contract was with uh, builder uh, Tony Incruvati. I forget the name of his business. He saw me in my... Ford 1979 custom 250 blue standard shifter <laughs> with a Cantel phone mount oh, on there. That was like I a, do- it, a dollar a minute, you know, on the phone. And back, you, you people with the who are phones everything. now, yeah. you have no idea how easy it is now with technology. We were paying a dollar a minute back then. Were right? you carrying the battery the with battery, you? Oh my God, the Panasonic one. Oh my God. So Tony gave me my start and uh, I. Did five custom homes right away for him, and I was his deck guy. Uh, Vice president of Skydome was one of his clients, and I did that for the, the grand opening party. So the word was just, oh, was just spreading, huh? It was crazy. So, um, yeah, decking was my first start. Um, then I worked with my uncle in the winter times, and he was really my mentor, my uncle Dave. And he'd built tons of large construction architect, uh, engineer, builder. Um, he did Sir Corp's head office on the highway, which was Mother's Pizzas. I know exactly where it is. Yeah, That was my uncle built that. Okay. Um, Highland Farms on Highway 10, which was Pascal Warehouse. Yeah. My uncle Dave built it. Um, Franklin's house in Streetsville, the old end, was he restored it in the early 90s. You know, So Uncle Dave was a real big inspiration to me in construction um, and guided me through stuff. Um, What's the one lesson that he actually stuck um, Uncle Dave was, you know, what he taught me was just don't be afraid to ask for work. How he got a lot of work was knocking just on doors. pound the pavement. Knocking on doors. Yeah. You know what I do? I knock on doors. I call people. I'm not afraid to ask. Being self-employed, y- your ears, are, you're open. You're always kind of listening. You might overhear a conversation, hear somebody, hey, here's my card. I'm always doing that. I'm always saying, how can I help you? You know, I, or I could help you out, or I'll find somebody. If I don't have the answers, I know somebody. I know somebody. I'll send a referral. You know, and I'm not the type of contractor. I'm not a kickback guy. So if I give you a referral, I send yeah. it. Just I'm just the same call. way. I can't stand it. I get a smile on my face from you know people what? getting work. If and, a, yeah. Absolutely. If a guy yeah. buys me lunch or takes me to thanks, have a beer, a pint, dude, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. You I got love it. that. That's, I love that's that. one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, and I just want you to take care of my customer if that's the lead. And all my work right now is referrals. Referrals, referrals. 100%. 100% right now. I'm working on a new website. Um, I've got some things that will come up in the new year and changing my platform uh, with IG and promoting that because you got to have your game on, you yeah. know, and, and you're killing it. You know, it's <laughs> hard to keep up and you do have the technical background, yeah. but I've hired a videographer. 
doing some shows. I got some things that are going to be released for in the you, next man. week or two. That's awesome. So I'm forward thinking. Yeah. You know, so the construction. You know, Ty, you're too old for this, man. 53. You're too old for all that tech stuff, man. You should not be in this game. But you know what? It's, uh, it's keeping me straight. I yeah. got 18 jobs going on right now. Holy cow, man. 18 jobs. How are you juggling there's, that much work? There's jobs within jobs, and I consider other projects. So I've got like seven, sorry, seven major projects, and then all the little ones inside of it. So using a platform, project management software, I like Builder Trend. I've tried Procar. There's Jobber. Uh, BT is one of mine. It's more residential related. But you've got the projects to attach to that. Because I Correct. find those programs, yes. if you're one, two, a couple of customs, yeah. it's it doesn't really it's work. Tough. Yeah. You know, you can... but. What it does is it keeps everything in line. Everything's in the system. The client sees it instantly. You're not losing paperwork. Yeah. But for those guys that aren't doing it, it took years for me to get to it, is you develop all the paperwork. Yeah. You know, all the notes, all the sheets, the fill-in forms, the estimating system. How you know, is it with the team? Is it an easy learning curve um, or is it... Once you start... Because you know construction doesn't embrace technology. Oh, not at all. But when, when you make it your company policy... Sorry, guys, this is the way it is. Yeah. And for the few guys, I have a couple older carpenters, 60s, you know, they don't want to do the time clock thing. So my team coordinator handles all the paperwork for me, uh, time keeps, check-ins, receipts, all, anything bought on the company card. It all filters through him. He approves it, sends it to the bookkeeper. I'm out of the loop. I'm relieving that pressure for me and making a company policy. we got to fill out the form. You don't get paid. I need the times clocks. We yeah. need to organize yeah. it. Everything's allocated to each project. You know, it's taking time to do that. And that's one real good piece of advice I can give any of the new guys out there is take the time to do the paperwork and just be on it. I'm, I'm horrible at it. A thousand percent. It took me a long You're time. You're not the only one, Ty. Like, I mean, I, I'd say 90% of the workforce in construction is brutal oh, at it. invoicing and, yeah. you know, Nobody notes. likes to do it. It's so tough. But when you discipline yourself enough to do it, it's it's... It's a relief. It's rewarding, too. It's rewarding You're going to grow your business. You know what? Right now, I don't have any pressure. Yeah. Like, it's the books are done. My girl's on me three days, three, four days a week, and I love it because she's on me, and I've never been more organized in my life. I feel good about it. That's how I'm able to manage the workload that I have, and... Uh, I, I've honestly just the last couple of days had to jump back on the job site, couple of weeks forming and doing some dirt work because we're short trades, schedules are behind, permits. Oh my God. Um, man, you're so 17 jobs, you're getting it compounded, man. Like yeah. the, the workforce, the permits, yeah. the inspections, all that. Like, how are you juggling all that stress, man? I, I'm just, I'm dealing with it. You roll with it. I'm rolling with it. You know yeah. what? I have a routine in the morning. Um, I tell all my guys that I'm posting a lot about it. I, I'm disciplined that way. Um, I'm, I forced myself all through COVID to keep a routine. I was sleeping in and doing that. I'm like, you know what? I got to get up at five o'clock in the morning again and keep the routine. And it was fantastic. I had to start doing four because I didn't have enough time. I'm up earlier now. So I'm four, four, 15. Snow's coming. I you get shovel. so much more done. You do. Man. It's amazing. I know I can text you at like 5.15. I know. Hey, hey, guys, morning, do you know? text me, man. You know, and it's great. And I know there's like a handful of five guys that I could message at that time. And it's like, hey, man, good morning. How's it going? Yeah. You know, and I love the good morning, yeah. you know, on a job site. Totally. The guy walks in grumpy. Hey, man, can you come back uh, in? You know? Do another take on that. Come get, back. Yeah. Get the energy going. Yeah. You know? It's just nice, man. It is nice. And if you're walking in with coffees yeah. or you're walking in with some yeah. treats, even yeah. better, right? You know, you treat the guys with respect. You keep that positive energy. I think I give that on my job 
websites. I got a really nice comment from a carpenter guy that I've hired uh, that, to help us out on a job. He says, Ty, I've been on so many jobs. And actually, my suppliers, my clients, my, my guys that are working with me, I set the standard on my sites, cleanliness and organization. I do my best. It's a little bit of clutter. But each of my projects looks exactly the same. The job cart, the little clutter of tools, the notebook, the health book, the green book, my notes, the washroom book, welcome to the job site, and then a note in the porta potty, a note in the client's bathroom. If you don't wipe the fucking seat, you're out. <laughs> like, uh, I'm serious. It so drives me crazy, they man. They appreciate that. Yeah. You know, and I get that feedback a lot. Hey, man, these are really clean projects. Like, wow. So you, know? you get somebody that's new on the site, they get on the job site, they start to see all this, yep. and they want to be a part of all Correct. this. Correct. Yeah, I keep positive energy, um, and uh, I just keep the flow. You know, yeah. I just got to keep going. I have to lead by example, and I've always done that. You know, back in the day, I, I don't party anymore, but back in the day, rolling in in 89, we'd be at the club. You know, you see that still with the wristband <laughs> on us old guys, and I'd be the first guy on the job site. Still, I'm not showing up late, right? I'm going to be there. You know, I got a responsibility for the guys. Yeah. You know, and running a crew, I got five guys on payroll right now, and uh, probably... 20 to 30 tradesmen that you're managing between the sites and then I hand the responsibility off to one of my site guys to handle that and it just you just get going and you deal with it if something goes wrong you got to deal with it yeah you know on a daily basis where are you finding your guys like how do you everyone's having problems everyone's we all are yeah. so it's uh, just reaching out contacting guys and not pulling guys in what I'm finding is successful for me is networking in the area that you're working into. I'm out of Toronto. I go there for referrals only right now. Uh, I'm more like, you know, 427 to Stony Creek, Niagara area on referrals. I'm on a couple, one of my jobs now is referrals. Two for next year is referral based. So I'm following those up. Is and that by design, Ty, that you're out of yeah. Toronto? Because a lot of the younger generation, they don't want to deal with Toronto, man. Toronto is. Um, is a tough one, and I'll go there for referrals right now. Okay. And I help out a couple other contractors once, and I'll do an ICF work. Um, but uh, it, it's just I don't want to go there. Parking, management, organization, you know, it's just it's a mess. Clients different? Clients are di somewhat different. Yeah. Uh, they are a special breed. You know, especially uh, you know, High Park, uh, the beaches. Um, those Leslieville, Leslieville, Queen West. You get into these kind of up-and-coming areas of the city. Yeah. And you're getting clients that are, I don't know what, in their late 30s, mid-30s, late 30s. Young, buying they got some money. Buying $2 million, $3 million homes. Putting in four, or $500,000 for rentals. You know? know. And they're that much. Like, seriously, like, if you're doing that and you need to restore those homes because you get into underpinning. The can of worms. As oh, soon as you open it up. Huge can of worms. There's decades know. of other contractors ahead of you that have touched this house. Oh, tons. And the ones that aren't, you know, you got to go back to bare brick in order to make it proper yeah. you know as yeah. good or better is what they want in a renovation they don't consider them new builds even with the addition but the new addition has to conform to yeah. our standards yeah. now inside you know two by four walls can go back on or strapping with insulation because yeah. you don't have the width some of them are only 16 feet wide yeah you know so it's kind of nice to go out of the core take that 427 to, to stony creek where you kind of get the older homes but you don't get the older homes they're you, you kind of get the track builder yeah, homes right yeah they're they're beautiful yeah the old style homes yeah. you know they got wide lots 70s nice 80s yes. yeah 60s is the one I'm working on right yeah. now um old septic tank in there and stuff but uh 
you know, there's good community. Um, there's lots of potential there still, and it's going, it's going that way. It's only 30 minutes from Mississauga, 35 minutes on a good day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, I like those neighborhoods bridge. because you got a lot of the black, uh, the backslits, right? Yes. And you, you get clients sometimes going, we're going to add a second story. We yeah. want to add that and go that whole route because they've got the wide lot, yes, which is really valuable. Yes, because sometimes those lots are twice as big as the ones in Toronto. They, they are. And then, but the thing is, now you want to add a second story, but you're getting that same kind of demographic client. Yeah, you which know, is I, interesting. cost of construction even out there is about the same. You know, yeah. I'm I'm happy right now that material prices have come down lumber wise, um, so it's helping us out in terms of buying. But to budget for next year and plan. But electricians and plumbers and HVAC, but they're all getting screwed still. Like their rates are getting, their rates are holding, their materials are but up. But the copper, like a spool oh, of God, copper. copper, come we on. Just, I just put in a water line for a house and it's like, oh my How God. much was that? God, my guy's charging me like three grand. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. And I remember being under a thousand, like, and even then at under a thousand, you're going, that's steep. The last two demos I did, I kept all the metal. I went, F you guys. Hey, man, I'm not giving it away. <laughs> so I tried it out. It actually cost me more I to deliver the same it all. Thing, man. But I tried it out for the first time. I kept all, I got like four pickup trucks of metal, you yeah, know? Christmas fund, Christmas yes. fund. Bonus, bonus, <laughs> right? bonus. I know it, it yeah. makes a lot of sense, man. Yeah, I, yeah. So. But I feel for the mechanical trades because, yeah, I mean, the material is just going. Who was it? Someone just told me, I think, yeah, Julio that works with me, he was just telling me that he had to get. Get one breaker, mm. one 40 amp breaker, and it cost a hundred and something, $150 for one. One of my condo products right now, actually, they both got new panels, having trouble finding the breakers right now. So that's on hold, but are they we'll not made them. here? I don't know where, man. Everything's made in China. Everything's been outsourced <laughs> like, to China. That's yeah, it's got to be that, right? You know, and, and look at the container ships, you know? Yeah, so. and that's a whole other fiasco. But, um, you know, for me. Uh, How long did it take time for you to get to this point? Where you can comfortably sit there and go, I'm going to tackle 17 jobs. I'm going to have five guys on payroll. I'm going to have so many subs on, on board. So a couple, couple of years ago, um, I got divorced and separated in 2019 and into, into 2020. It was like, okay. I started throwing some resumes out. And I actually got about 70 plus resumes out. Just I was ready to throw it in. I honestly was like, I'm just going to go get a job. I'm burnt out. Every couple of years, I get a sour client, and it's so like... So right before COVID? Yeah, just before COVID. Just before just COVID. Just before COVID, and I just had started. And even through last year, started throwing them out, and, you know, resumes, and I got three callbacks of all of them, and emails. We're looking for something different. Oh, how much do you think you're worth? Hang on, you want me to tell you what the job's worth? I'm like, okay, not interested. And then last summer, I decided to pivot, and reading my books... And just training my mentality, like you've been reading some books, yeah. some stuff you posted. I was like, I'm going to make the switch. So it was last summer, last year. I'm like, okay. Then my big jobs kicked in in September of 2020. Got another, pro another big one kicks in for January, February to start. So now I'm busy till May. And then, I, then there was nothing. Again, it was quite a lot of quotes, a lot of quotes. Quoting, quoting, quoting. Like, oh my gosh, it's like me and one guy. And I'm like, okay. And then suddenly, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, holy f fuck. Yes, like f all in a row. And I was like, they're all going to be hitting about the same time. I'm like, okay. I had to make the decision right then to go all in and not look back. Get this system running. I'm still getting better Learn at the it. system. Learn it. I've been using it since 2015. Okay. So I was on it for three years when I was doing commercial restaurants and all that. All the guys are time clocking. And uh, so that was my good experience. But I have to get better at it. Now it's change orders. 
It's work orders. It's get your signature, send it to the client right away, sign it, send it back. That printout goes to the bookkeeper. Like it's all electronic. I'm going to California to see my kids in January. The guys are going to run it for me for a few weeks. It's all electronic. And that's how I have to manage it. Then I built the team up and I just started calling everybody and my old pool to line them up for these jobs. Are you available? Are you available? It's August, September, October. Yes, yes, yes. Got them all locked in. Permits coming through. And here we are. You're like human resources, man. Here we are. You, you just and became you, HR. And like I said earlier, utilizing the trades in the areas as well. So not pulling in Toronto guys because they can't keep up. You know, so you're going to get a faster yes from them to jump on board if I, that's the case. I got four plumbers, three mechanical guys, you know, five electricians, 15 painters, you know, three tile guys. However, you can network. Call the lumber stores, you know, ask for a trade. Call the ref concrete companies. I just got a finisher through my concrete pump guy referral who's 10 minutes from the job site in Stony Creek now, an older guy. He's coming in next week to do the floor. Amazing. Wow. You know, networking. Don't yeah. be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I suck at a lot of stuff. And I'm, I'm humbled to, to, to tell people that. And uh, I'll ask for help. You know, it's important because you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't and know. They may not be able to help know. you, but they may know somebody who's going to help Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know, I listened to your podcast the other day. We spoke just before we started the mental health issues. Yeah. You got to get it on the table. Yeah. Leave stuff at the door. Have some empathy with those that are struggling. Divorce. Man, I went into a rabbit hole. Everybody. I got two ex-wives. No more. I'm staying single, man. <laughs> I'm staying single. We could sit down and talk about oh that. Oh, my gosh. But you know what? Show some empathy to those guys. Pull them aside. Have positive energy. They got to deal with stuff. Give them the time off. Absolutely. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Go deal with it. Because the negative energy you don't need. They'll but appreciate it. They'll 100%. respect it. They'll come back. 100%. They'll be a, a, a person that wants to help you succeed. Yep. But you, they've got stuff to deal with. Yep. We all, everybody, everybody in this entire planet has something to deal with. Everybody. Ex-girlfriend, a wife, all you know, kids or school. Kid problems are how kids are, you know, everything. Yeah. Yeah. everything so it's really cool <laughs> still surviving still moving forward still doing it still no interest it. like no interest in 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 shutting it down and just saying I'm, i've had enough i've got you know what i said to the one of my guys the other day we got a delivery and the guy came out he was 71 years old doing the delivery truck from the lumber store came out man he was muscular happiest guy he was wearing shorts hey good morning guys we're shaking hands He's like, that's awesome. More like a couple of old guys moving the lumber in and, you know, Ted and I are, you know, 53 and running the job. We always say the old guys, you know, are doing more than the young guys. They yeah. can't keep up with us. And this guy goes, I'm 70. I'm over 70. I'm like, that's what I want to do. I don't want to quit anytime soon. I just want to make better decisions for the business moving forward. And I can pick the projects. Don't say yes to everything. When you go to do a quote, you're also interviewing the client, 100%. right? 100%. And I do a lot of pre-qualification before I waste my time or uh, to provide value. I charge consulting fees to go and actually yep, do the I've big one. I've done that one. several times. I vet them on the phone. When um, I finally realized that the knowledge in my head and the knowledge from my appearances on job sites has value. Yep. There's value there. 100%. And I make it my company policy. This is how I'm doing it. I have a finder's fee. Not a finder's fee, but... Uh, um, 
uh, a fee that I'll charge to go and do a quote, and it could range from 250 to 500 bucks. I get it all day long. It shows commitment from the client. All day long. Yeah. On the projects that I'm close to, some neighbor calls me up, of course, I'll walk over and spend 15, 20 minutes with them. You're in the neighborhood. You want to see something. I'm, I'm there, of course. But if I'm traveling, you're pulling me away from here. Here's how I do it. We're all electronic now. Yeah. Emails, phones. I signed more agreements just that way last year electronically never left my desk never I, met them in person never, never met them site. in person just Photographs, discussions emails discussions here's an invoice quickbooks goes through. not concerned that they may not be telling you every little detail or you just anticipate ask questions ask questions and then you it. can guesstimate guesstimating right and then you go through a checklist book. You know, I brought some paperwork here to show you. Like, nice. these are things I've developed over the years to make myself better. What this are some of the things that you're doing to vet the clients? Because I've told the same thing to everybody, so, all the young guys. I was going, as much as they're interviewing you, you're interviewing them. Budget. What's your budget? Are you realistic about realistic. the renovation? Yeah. Really realistic. Three master bedroom, bathroom, ensuite. How big is it? Is it nine by nine, 10 by 10, eight by seven, seven by five? Really vet them. When do they want it? Timelines, expectations, what are your finishes? Are you going to supply stuff? Am I not? What do I need as a company and the owner? What's the margin? And you can throw them a price right there. Does that sound comfortable? Great. Okay. Now I come to see you. It's a $250 charge yep. and yep. I'll give you a fully written specification package. Yeah. Package, not just a quote. Here's my budget. Here's my budget estimate sheet. You brought more paperwork than me, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm showing you. you no, it's totally cool. It's totally cool. You gotta put the work in. Yeah. That's the free one. There you go. Yeah. And then there's the diviner's fees at the bottom. Thank you. So everyone's aware. It's transparent. It's transparency, you know. I and also insist on when I do have that first initial consulting fee or the meeting, I insist that both people are there. And that's I, so I important. try to insist that husband and wife, if they're a couple, yeah, your couple, or partners. whatever yeah. it is, partners. But I also kind of hint at your family. Children, sure. I like to see the dynamic. I want to see that. I've I've been to meetings before, awesome. Ty, where I've actually seen couples start to argue between the two of them. Oh. And I just looked at myself and I just said, I want nothing to do with this rental. I've saved many marriages. Yeah, no, <laughs> my, not my own. But no, I, I know. But that's the funny thing is that we, we so forget true. that. Because the thing is, sometimes you'll get clients that will want to build two separate homes yep. on the same property. Yeah. Well, they haven't had the conversation well enough before Be you got there. Exactly. Between and say, them. here's kind of really what we want. And I have some clients that are that have more paperwork than me. You know, they're organized. Good this for is what them. They want exactly trim. They figured out the tile spec. I'm like, beautiful. Okay, I can get this quote done. Quite you know, and I'll get it done in two hours instead too. of four yeah. hours. Yeah. You know? And doing a full spec package is hours and hours of work. It really is. Because you're phoning your trade. Can I get a quote? And I don't want to waste more of their time. I'll just ask a quick question, have a conversation, give me a range, and then we're not held to it until they sign a final deal. You know? And whatever money that you guys decide on charging. Yep. It's never going to cover the full cost of putting this together. You figure but it out for But it's giving you something. Correct. It's giving you something for your time to contribute to potentially get And it's non-refundable. Yes. Everybody's like, oh, if I get the job, I'll put it back. No, you just provided a service, and yes. that's your time. Don't give it back. Yeah. Take it. A lot of guys will just say, we'll take it out of the quote if you hire with, us. With my old partners back in the day with Paul and George, um, we implemented this at the beginning when we were renovators with Consumers Gas. And... The first sales rep that came back for our old company, I had 15 sales reps for my company, our company, and five project managers and the three partners, myself being one of them. The first time we said, we got to charge a fee. We got we to try it. 
So this is 96, 97. Oh. Okay, guys, we're going to try it. 250, man. put it down. Here's the sheet. Here we go. First sales guy comes back and goes, I got the check. We're like, it works. It freaking works. Yes. You know? So that's 1997. Like, it works. Yeah. It really works. But you got to try things out for yourself. And how long have you been in business? What do you have to show for it? Your knowledge, your expertise, your references, the client that, you know, found you or got referred to is so important. Um, and then you can hold your own after that. Yeah, and just important. make it your policy. Do you think a lot of guys today are doing that? I don't think they're charging. They're not. No. I think they're just lucky enough, like they're happy enough to be on site to talk to somebody. They're, they're, they are. You know, they're flying around. They're running everywhere. Free estimates. Why? I, no we reason. used to do that. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I, I'm so busy, so busy doing everything else. And time is money. And I value my time. And I'm worth something. So I, I lay it out. And if they say no, it's not who I want to do business with. That's, That's all part of the vetting process. 100%. You have to 100%. do that. I, got, I want to ask you, Ty, a, a particular construction bone that you want to pick, a recent one or something that's come up. I'm engineering. <laughs> Over-engineering or just engineering you know, in general? So, c- c- current project, the most ludicrous, overbuilt, engineered, small roof for 18 feet I've seen in 20 years. Other than when I was building in California where it was standard because everything's big in California seismic. in the mountains. Seismic, yeah. right? And I lived in Lake Tahoe. Okay. So it was all mountain building, but just ridiculous. So my lead carpenter, myself, we get on site, we're figuring it out. The architect originally wanted something this way. And then the city pushed back and said, we want it engineered now. Come on. Like, it's perfect. It's overbuilt. Then, oh, we want it engineered. Push it back. A month goes by. So the permit's delayed. Son of a bitch, right? So we get it in, over-engineered, over-under beams, no anchors, posts. We change it on the fly, make a phone call, send pictures. Perfect. They love it. They're rewriting it up the way my lead carpenter and I intended it to be with the original architect's design. Done. Built in two days. Come on. So what was the purpose of Come all that? Come on. It's the, a ceiling. No it's access. current one. Ceiling under a ceiling. It's just cover your ass building in my opinion well i mean from the engine or from the the inspectors or building officials that have been on the show and the ones that i've spoken to it's all about liability sure it is you have all your ass that's all it is cover your ass they just the city gets sued all the i was having a conversation yesterday with a gentleman that was introduced to me with an old film buddy friend of mine he lives in a certain neighborhood he decided to build a bunkie and on his property he's got a ravine okay He's into his second year dealing with the city with this because conservation got involved. Conservation authority. Yeah, they get their fingers in it. Now, conservation wants him to tear it down. Conservation wants him to move it six meters or something like that, which would plant it right in his home. He just wants to have a bunkie. He hasn't built it wrong. And then all of a sudden, I I started listening to his story. He might actually come on the show. Very, very cool and interesting. And all of a sudden, I asked him, listen, the first thing I would suggest is look at your neighbor's. What's in their backyards? And yep. he goes, well, we got a lot of neighbors here that have pools. I go, so you park a pool on a ravine lot, and that's not an issue with conservation? Closer and they go, to the fence? It's grandfathered. This was before conservation got involved. And I'd I'm like, fight that, him. that makes I'd no... Fight him. I'd, so yeah. he's fighting them legally. Yeah. So now he's fighting the city, and there might be a lawsuit. And it's like this whole yeah. fiasco. You know what happens with some of these things? It finally gets down to money. They'll end up just paying their fine or fee and getting over with. Fine, I'm done. I'll pay the fine. Yeah. Just deal with it. But don't yeah. move it. I wouldn't. They're gonna. What are they going to do? It's tough that because you're, you're being told by the city that conservation is the end and all be. Like it, it, They have and, the final straw. And they're not. They're, and it's they're, not. You can argue it. Everybody's human. 
You can dispute yeah. it. If they say something, you can dispute it. Of you course. have to present your findings, but you can dispute Correct. it. It's no different than if you get pulled over by a police officer. Do your, do your homework. Exactly. Do your research. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Is. Check your neighbors. What's going on in the neighborhood? How could something be grandfathered in and you have the same lot line or something and can't build closer you to your fence? chlorine water coming out of a pool into <laughs> right. a ravine. Right. And that's okay? Going through the, the ground. You're building a bunkie where you want to have an office, a stay-at-home environment, yeah. and you're not contributing anything other than a sight line to the tree line i think they're going to be more popular and they should allow it because for sure permit fees for sure you know let it happen yeah you know it's uh gosh there's a lot of bones to pick i mean i just i I always there's always something that happens but on engineering too they've seen some amazing builds some fantastic engineers to work with they can be difficult they just take time to get back to you and it's like not the speed we want to go at like i need to answer 10 days go by it's like come on you know, and if the bigger officer, smaller guys. So what I found too is smaller architect firm, a smaller engineer that might be able to handle it than the, some of these bigger firms. But the bigger names sometimes have more reputation, and they see them going through the city as not opposed to this new, oh Joe the engineer, as yeah. opposed to you know yeah. YCL or somebody that's got really well known. They're established. It, there was an engineer that was on the show, and he actually said something that just stuck with me. I'm trying to remember his name, Greg. I think it was Greg. And uh, Jim's, he was working on a project with okay, Jim. Yeah. And he said something about how the reason most engineers over engineer is because we're not on site when you guys built this. So we want to make sure if maybe the bearing is not perfect, maybe you don't land exactly where you're supposed to be, it still will be covered and sure. will not fall apart. Sure. I'm like, fair enough, because engineers can't be there every single day. Of course day, not. Right? One thing that I do, uh, you know, religiously, and that's where the, the platform comes in that I'm using, you know, documentation, photograph everything. Oh, everything. Before it's clo- like everything. With smartphones today, man. Oh, Just it's shoot, easy. shoot, shoot, video. Phone, upload everything. right to the system. Yeah. All my guys have access to it. So clock in their daily logs. They all do their daily logs in a job site. So then it's filtered. Give client access to the ones they need to see for the project as it goes on. But even if you don't have that, document, emails, take your notes, create a daily job log, what the weather was like. Oh, what do you mean? Well, it snowed on that day and poured rain. We couldn't work. You made a log of it. You know, I, I've been doing that for over 20 years. Um, just it's by important. paper. It's so important, you know. And then keeping the engineers in the loop. They'll just take a photograph and some of the stuff that you have to do on the fly because they just didn't know until you opened it up. Send me, a, send me pictures, give me some details, put a tape measure on it, um, let me know what you're thinking, and uh, okay. So they'll usually write something back in letter form only and say it's approved. Done. As long as you have that before your inspection, it's good. You're good. But also to all the young guys and also old guys, you've got an engineer on the phone or you've got an engineer in email and you're paying one set price for a site visit or whatever it is. Yep. Pick their brain, man. Correct. Think about a future project that's going to come up. Correct. Think about a scenario from your past. I got a referral from one last year. Did you? I didn't get the job, but he liked the way I was running the site and what was going on. And uh, it ended up being a qualifying phone call, but I got a referral from an engineer. That was awesome. Just take advantage of the opportunity. Because you got someone who went to school, who actually knows all the the numbers behind this, the physics behind everything. Yeah. Pick their brain. Yeah. They're pretty pretty good guys. Yeah. Overall, they are. I've never had a, a hard time with... I've never had a hard time with inspectors. Um, uh, just thinking of this guy, Bert, uh, when I was building in Santa Barbara, an ICF house. How are they down there? Structural, uh, seismic, earthquake-proof. Huge. Hardy, hardy steels, you know, everything's, decks are, you know, three by tens for the floor, for the joists. You know, eight by eights for the posts. Um, concrete piers, 
30 inches in diameter anchored through the house rebar like like everything's yeah. crazy but this custom home i was building in santa barbara the engineer was like six foot seven <laughs> gentle giant would would come on the job site and flip flops you know i got 15 guys running around <laughs> rebar is flying icf walls are going up right he comes in and engineer stuff and and the the builder we had to excavate under the house further back in the mountain we built another room within a room that was not on permit to begin with, but they needed extra space, so we went under, and he came in to design it, to write it up, and get it. we got it approved. Anyways, when I finished that project as the foreman, and then handed it off to the next guy, and I was going to my next project, um, the builder, uh, Morgan, had messaged me and said, um, yeah, he died, and I'm like, Oh, he was such a nice guy. He was like 43 at the time or something. You know, that was 10 years ago. It was oh, my wow. age at the time. Yeah. Just had a stroke. Just had a stroke. And it's like, wow, he was a great engineer. You could talk to him, figure stuff out. And just he became you know, really interested in the build as well. It was one of their first ICF jobs that I got to go and build. And I was referred to them by my supplier. Yeah. So referrals is important. That's massive. You know, um, we, could, we can go on the referral, referral path but right now. Yeah, I mean, it's a spider web. People don't realize, yep. and I've always said it to everybody, someone is always watching. They're always, always paying attention. Always. The way you roll in. The way you park your Bam. van, the way you actually just keep the front of your Bam. job. So it's just like everyone is paying it. Even if it's a neighbor that's just walking by with their dog, you walking by with a stroller, they are like peripherally, they're paying attention. 100%. It's just so how, important. How is it tidy, swept, yes. sidewalk? So yes. one of my old workers from years ago, we're still friends. He said when I was, he told his son this, he was, his son's 24 now. He goes, Ty would be on the job. And at the end of the day, sweeping the street with the gravel. Cause we used to mix gravel doing fence posts yeah. with the Portland cement, sand, gravel, and sidewalk. And it would be always <laughs> neatly piled up. Yeah. Man, that was labor intensive, right? <laughs> back in the day, uh, Back man. in the day, humping the wheelbarrows <laughs> yeah. down. To, I got 27 houses in a row we're doing. Like I've built miles and miles and miles of fence. I swear, Ty, were those wheelbarrows smaller back in the day? I don't think so. Or man. we just gotten smaller. Concrete was heavier. <laughs> Concrete was heavier, yeah. But, you know, I kept the jobs neat, and that set the tone. And I still do it that way. Neat front, neat entrance. It's my name on the sign. Your name's on the front sign. Doesn't it put your on shoulders front, on your back, like when you just walk by a job site, and it's a mess? Oh, that drives mess, me nuts. Man. That's one of my pet peeves. Just untidy, unsafe. You know what? You're going to get nailed for it. Yeah. MOL is going to come on. You will get a fine. Yeah. You know, I've been really lucky. I, I have compliments all the time about it. Like I said earlier, all my job sites look the same. I try to keep them clean end of the day. Friday night especially because if the guys aren't working on a Saturday, it's Monday to Friday times, long hours. Client rolls in on the weekends, checking everything. They got to be safe no matter what the job is, permitted or non-permitted. Because uh, a lot of projects we do work on with kitchens and bathrooms and basements, you don't need a permit. Um, you do if there's other structural things going on. But for the most part, exactly the same. I've had that you conversation know? with M MOL, Ministry of Labor uh, agent, um, an employer or whatever. What, yeah. are they, what are they Ministry called? of Labor. Labor, Ontario, right? yeah. Yeah, so I've had them on the job site, and I've had that question about, um, so you know, I know you want to be sticklers with us, our helmets, our boots, everything. But then the client rolls in with their flip-flops. The kids come in with their skater shoes. And, yeah. and, and I'm like, but you guys don't say a word. And they can't say a word to the clients. Yeah. And I've always had that argument. And I think that clients should be a little more aware of the surroundings because as contractors, we know that there may not be something here because it's being built. Yep. And, and, but we're aware of that. You as a homeowner, you're not aware of that. Correct. And what I try to tell my clients, uh, not try to, I tell my clients 
There's an extra hard hat there for you. If you're walking in and this is a permitted job. That's amazing, man. And I got an extra hard hat there for you. I'm actually going to go buy a pink one for one of mine right now because she loves pink and purple. I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, and she walks around and she was now, now we're getting a little warmly dressed, but she'd walk around her flip flops and I just want them to be protected. And if you're here on the side, I want you to wear a hard hat. Like, just think about it. We're working overhead. It looks good. And if the MOL does come by during the week in a meeting... You got it. I had an MOL. I was doing a landing restaurant in the beaches at Woodbine a few years ago. And uh, it was our lunch break. Uh, all the workers were out on the patio in the back having lunch. There was, some of them were smoking, doing their thing. And I'm at the bar. I got my helmet off. I was responsible for um, about 60% of the millwork installation. The site supervisor's walking to me. He goes, Ty, Ty. And I turn around, and the MOL inspector's there. She was a beautiful blonde. I turn around, white helmet, Ontario label. And I go, hi, how are you? She goes, where's your hard hat? I go, it's right here. It's supposed to be on your head. I go, it's lunchtime, a break, and I'm just reading the blueprints. You're on the job site. Okay, put it on. I think about that all the time. As soon as you step foot on the property, the driveway, you're on the job. Supposed site. to have your hard hat on. Yeah. So she goes out and kicks all the guys off the deck that were smoking. Said, "Hop the fence, go to the park. You're on the job site." They're like, "Ah, but nope." Okay, everybody did She's it. She's not wrong. No, not at all. She's not wrong. Not at all. Right. And I respect that. Yeah. Um, last year, I had a good talk with one that came onto my job because it was um, uh, somebody had called in on the project, but it wasn't actually for mine. But they labeled it. It was two houses down, and it was a shit show. I've heard door. that that someone's called, but not for yours, but someone's called. Somebody called, but they said, oh, it was this address. I'm like, okay. So I was walking in and out of the garage without my helmet on. It was on the other garage. It was a double garage, and my worker was off. We were putting the client, this is last Christmas, putting the client's Christmas decorations away as we were starting because we had to take things down in the attic, put it back up. They had moved out. Uh, so it was over a Christmas build. And he's like, yeah, I was watching you, and this is it. So he walked in, and my taper was inside, hard hat onto the side. He just gave us a warning, but liked everything else on the job site. He was like, cool. Okay, you're organized. Your signs are up. What's your, what's your COVID protocol? Now we got to have this COVID protocol. Where separate do you eat, baths, where separate do you eat lunch, sanitizers. Yeah. You know, and they said, oh, yeah, this is definitely not your job site. You know, they, they had the call for unsafe or un... Uh, uh, sanitary washroom conditions and no safety railings. And I'm like, I'm doing a main floor kitchen renovation. Uh, I have two functioning bathrooms with running hot water. He goes, yeah, no. I'm thinking it's those guys. I but, know. And nobody was there for like two weeks. So I had the same thing happen. And it was really interesting because the job site across the street, it was the homeowner slash GC that was running the job. And the porta potty company, for whatever reason, parked the toilet at the back because he didn't want to upset the neighbors at the front. Yep. But then when they came to clean, they wouldn't clean it because it was past 150 feet. For the hose. For the right, hose. Right. So he says you'd have to move that. So they didn't clean it and it started to get really rank, right? Oh, so, oh gosh. Oh, so then, <laughs> so the homeowner slash DC calls MOL yep. basically on the toilet company, but he's calling it on himself. Then the MOL is walking the street. Stops by my job site. Right, of course. At this very moment, the delivery for the hardwood is happening. Yeah. And she's just looking at me. And I, I'll tell everybody that ever has an opportunity to get, you know, an MOL agent right in front of you. Yep. You show respect, you possibly will get a warning. 100%. You disrespect, you possibly will get written up. 100%. That's just, uh, that's what's going to happen. But these guys were delivering hardwood and is running shoes, no hard hats. And she just said that whole thing. The truck is on the street. The moment they step onto your job site, 
they have to have the shoes and they have to have the helmet. Uh-huh. And they should know that they're a delivery company. I know, but they and I asked them, guys, where's your helmet? Where's your shoes? And they didn't have it. And I'm like, well, we have to carry it in now. So we were carrying it in, and they were supposed to be doing it. Yeah. But that she was pointing out these little infractions yeah. that could yeah, happen. And you got to advise your guys like all 100%. the time. Hey, where's your helmet? Like last week, I had it. Guys, where's your hats? Oh, we forgot it again. There's two over there. I always have two extra ones on the bigger jobs. Put it on. Like, just deal with it. I'm going to buy pink ones for those guys so they got pink ones too, right? That's <laughs> I have what pink I used to ones, get back man. It's like a hardware sells pink ones. Yeah, I, they do. I love Torny, pink Torny, ones. Tony, we need pink hats. Yeah, <laughs> just, I love the pink ones, man. It's awesome. Pink but cords. I, Nobody I re- steals pink cords. I remember, uh, you know, one of my experiences working early on in the 90s, uh, I was hired as a labor force for my friend's father, uh, Peter, who worked for a company, and he was a big site super. He's built for Daniel's group, built these big cor- condos on Highway 10 here. He won awards for it. Company did. I don't know if Peter got an award, but he, he was the head super. We'd be working on a project at 1400 Bathurst, which is right at St. Clair. Uh, it was a five-story um, uh, Ontario housing project, and we were on it for a year. He hired me and my labor force, because I had a company, registered, workers' comp and all that. I had a guy running an elevator for like eight months. He was just an elevator guy. Then he was doing his little side deal. Hey, you want to buy something? I went to Buffalo, you know? (laughs) But it worked. But what I learned from him is the communication and respect and dealing with the inspectors. And I would see how he was talking to those people. And then as soon as they hey, he'd yell at everybody back in the job to get back to work. But it was that communication when they that's walked important. on. I'm like, it's important. I'm learning, I'm watching, I'm yeah. learning. Yeah. You know, and that's how I get to it. And I'm never afraid to have any inspector come onto my job or LMOL. Come on in. Tell me what's wrong. Tell yeah. me. Yeah. Po- even the LMOL. Point it out. What did I do wrong? You know, you ask the question, and it's important. You're going to learn, and that's why we always said that every single day on a job site, you got an opportunity to learn so every much. Every day. So just take advantage of that. Man. Every day. Don't look at it like, don't dismiss it. It's a job I hate. I don't want to do it. I'm yep. pushing gravel. I'm carrying this. I'm doing that. Yeah. No, man. You've got skilled people on this site that you can pick. I love it when we have a full house. Yes. And you've got oh, more than great. one trade. And I love seeing trades ask each other questions yes like you'll get tile guys asking trim guys and everybody plumbers back and forth because everybody's doing their little history like their their glossary for their own personal homes yeah you got it yeah you know and then and then to see them like okay i need you to cut this wood i want my carpenters to cut for the tile guys i don't want the carpenters cutting tile and vice versa you need carpet done we'll do it electricians we cut the millwork. <laughs> Don't touch my millwork, right? I'm coming in with the oscillator, the, not the, the beavers. But some electricians are really, really good. They'll They're do, getting they'll more. do a neat job. When like I a, see an electrician coming with a battery power uh, vacuum, I'm like, oh. Okay, oh. yeah, okay, a vacuum. Oh my God. Because <laughs> it used to be a broom for the longest time, oh, yeah. right? A yeah. broom with no dustpan. Yeah. But now they're bringing in the battery power vacuum. It works. It, it works. works right? Respect. Respect yeah. for that for sure. <laughs> they get a hard time. Electricians get a hard time, you know? Oh, man. But, Early on, um, you know, l- l- working on those projects, you know, as a laborer, uh, Peel Drywall as a company, Nestor became a, a sub of mine years later. I'd see him working on these projects down at King and Sherborne. Then uh, my friend's father hired me um, to work in the Imperial Optical Building. I'd work on jewelry stores where the Pantages Theater is. Yeah, yeah. Park in my old blue truck, the Ford, I could park right by the loading dock door. I'd walk down the alleys sometimes. Different check, days in Toronto back park then. Park your truck and you'd yeah. never get bothered. Yeah. You know? I did contract work through the winter. The electrical authority, I don't know who it was at the time, and I could park right on the street with a cone and I could be in the building all day and not come out and get a ticket. I just have a letter in the window, I'm working for the hydro company and I'm up on floor 10. 
You know, I was fixing desks and I've drawers. I've seen building inspectors do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Even park on the sidewalk. Yeah. Which I, and I question it, and then they just kind of give me a little look. City uh, of Toronto, sign on I it. know, but you're still blocking the sidewalk. Of course man. you are. I, I don't think that's the one thing that you get away with. I don't I don't think you can. Nobody's above the law. No, exactly, you know? right? So I get that you just want to park here, and you're only going to be here for about 5, 10 minutes, whatever, yeah. and then gone. But still yeah. be a little... There could be a wheelchair person coming by. It there could, could be, a, be a mom and stroller. 100%. It could be, right? 100%. Last thing you want to do is hop on the road, go back yeah. out, and then, yeah. Yeah, one of my guys was loading up last night. I hopped in his truck because he was blocking the sidewalk, and I just backed up further. Move I moved his tools, and I backed up, and, you know, it's okay. But well, the one thing, it. I guess, with the Sprinter vans is, like, this, the vans are getting longer, the guys are getting younger, and they're choosing the longer vans, but then they try to park them on the job sites. They're blocking everything. Like, how do you do it in Toronto? Like, it's you so can't, tough. But what's the alternative? A trailer? You can't do a trailer. No, trailers are, trailers are in so Toronto, tough. they're no tough, right? They're and really you can't hard. do a pickup truck yeah. at all, right? Because you can't carry it. It's hard st- It's hard to load. So I got my new truck. I got a Dodge. First Dodge I've ever had. You know, I tried to be <laughs> very <laughs> honest. I think it's like the last 12 or maybe even as far as 20 shows. Lots of love for Dodge, yeah, man. Yeah, it's my Lots. first one. Is it? Um, what were you before? Ford? Chevy. I've had, a, I've had a Chevy. I've had a foreign GMC. The last one was a GMC. 300,000 count. on it. Finally died. <laughs> Just So why'd you go Dodge? Um... Haven't had one? I haven't had one. I liked the interior. I liked the truck from friends' experiences, and you know, I got a good deal, so it worked out. That's what I'm hearing. I'm yeah. hearing that, and, and, and they work. And I'm keeping this one as a tool truck, not a dump truck or garbage truck. I'm being very specific. You know, the guys will get garbage. I pay for services. I'm okay with it. You know, yeah. make it efficient. Uh, My time me. is worth something. I always rather have a bin, but sometimes you yeah. can't and you can't wait for it. So then not. I look at the sprinter and I just empty out everything and yeah. I just dump it in yeah, there. Yeah, you do your dump runs but, when you. But, but you're right. There's like a cake of dust you be, everywhere. You be strategic about how you have to do it. Yeah. Am I ever going to probably you know, go to dump something? Yeah, I'll probably throw some stuff in it. But right now I'm not putting the cap on it. It's just got the nice flat tonneau. I'm happy with it, right? I'm. It's clean. It's, it still it's smells the pr- newer. Professional grade yes. office. Yes, that's you what know, it, it is. works. It works. <laughs> but you know, what I, I love you want- what I do, man. I absolutely love what I do. It gets me up early in the morning, puts me to bed late. I tell this to everybody. I've had a drive since I was a kid. I, I've enjoyed it. I, I won awards in high school, uh, in woodworking and technical proficiency. What high school did you go to? I went to Lawrence Park Secondary. And they, to they had Lord a Park Spartans. Way back then, huh? Shop was amazing. And you had a show on recently about schools and shops. We need it. Yeah. We need it back. I'm actually talking to St. Augustine in yes. Brampton. Derek Souza, he listens, and uh, he's got a shop program going on. That's and, amazing. And we want to do a show with the kids. We want to talk about it. We want to try to figure out how we get more schools to get they it back. They need it. A few years ago, they, they started another one in Meadowville. I forget what school it was for the shop programs, but they're not around. And I miss it. When I was a kid, Dolphin Senior Public School I went to before, I lived in Meadowville, before Edenwood was opened, we shipped uh, on a, went on a school bus to Dolphin Public in Streetsville. And they had a shop in there. And we got to make some cool little stuff in grade seven. I was like, this is cool. Use the router yeah. and make these plastic signs or whatever we did then. It was really cool. Yeah. And I got to build stuff with my dad. And he was always, you know, knickknacking with stuff. I just enjoyed it. And then getting into high school, wood shop. And I just kind of levitated toward it i also worked for my uncle who was a roofer uh, he owned cherry and clark roofing for for years i was uncle uncle frank i thought he was the strongest man in the world watching him carry bundles of shingles up one like all day long no ladder lift at oh, the time at the time he's like i just get it come on Toronto. i'm like oh my god <laughs> you know, yeah. like, but i'm 13 years old 14 you know i'm like just you know trying to it i started working out and stuff but he was like i was in awe of his work and i learned about roofing and he was old school. And he was a southpaw. 
lefty and I'm a righty. So he's showing me how to cut sheet metal and do flashing. I'm like, mm. what the, how the fuck do you do it? Like, oh my God. So <laughs> well, there's a left and a right. A learned, there's yeah. a left and there is a left and a right, right? And I'm is. learning, but yeah. he was a southpaw and, and, and I learned from him. So some days he'd be working and, and we lived next door to each other. We got, we rented a home. Uh, this is a cool story. We rented, so we moved from Meadowvale. He uh, talked to my mom and said, you know what? I have a house here. You come and live here and it'll be better for you and the family. We can see you. And, and we grew up together with my cousins and it was amazing. So I'm so grateful for that from, from my aunt and uncle. The house we lived in, they ended up contracting me with my partners, George and Paul, when we owned, you know, men at work back in the day, to build the first custom home. So what we built the house for my aunt and uncle in 98 in Lorne Park. First time. I lived in that I lived in that home for 16, 17 years. So it was a real special build back in back then in 1998. Yeah. It was really cool. So that was my first custom full home. What were some of the little things that you remember that you went a little bit extra back then? Oh, back then, I mean, I think we built it for under 400 at the time. Really? Yeah. But, you know, there was a little upgrade. That was all copper, right? Pardon would, me? Would it have been all copper supply or was it PEX at that time? No, then then it was copper. It was copper. Then it still. was copper, yeah. Yes. We weren't really dabbling into the PEX. You yeah. know, it was kind of new. We did it with the Wurzbro okay. with the heated floor systems. Yeah. It was up and coming, but for that particular one, we did copper. But the build was it was a bungalow. What was really cool was the way he did my uncle designed the house was the entrance, uh, 16 foot long double skylight, vaulted ceiling like 21 feet up. Wow. Flat roof. It was a really cool entrance. Big bay, 2,500 square feet. So much light and the lights are not even on. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful, yeah. you know. And they lived there for 14 years. You know, it was really cool. So that was a little feather in my cap in my old neighborhood. And I got to live there. We it demolished gives you a it. certain push. Like, it, it, it gives you a certain push and great. pride. It was great. Yeah. Another big thing that I don't know if you know about me. Back in 95, when I was a deck masters, I got my first intro to HGTV. <laughs> so here we go, HGTV. <laughs> I was on for eight years. On which show? Pools, patios, and decks. Okay. Let's build. Okay. Kitchens and bathrooms. Okay. My first one was pools, patios, and decks, and I met them through Soft Tubs. Soft Tubs, the spa, the soft ones. Yeah. We were uh, contacted with them to build some of their wooden deck stairs, and then Simon and Eric, my other carpenters, that they had their own business going on. So this on. would have been what? The 95. Okay, mid-90s, 95. I was going to say. I was still deck masters. Okay. Then, then I got into my first partnership. So this is the beginning of HGTV. This is the beginning. I was one of the first. Yeah. One of the first. It's and the very, it was, very it was beginning. pools, patios, and decks. And then... We got asked when I was partners with George to go on the renovation show. It was run by REO Productions. Okay. And they did all three shows. So we were just focusing on the deck show. And then it went to Let's Build. Okay, great. Eric Hollow was the, the interviewer. I forget a couple of the other names, but Eric, oh, uh, he, he, was, he was the interviewer for us on the show. Let's Build kicked in and we started doing construction of basements and kitchens and bathrooms and Oh, hey, we do kitchens and bathrooms too. Oh, then it went into the kitchens and bathrooms show. So I would do shows scheduled all week long for each of the three shows. And I did it till 99. Holy cow. Yeah, but that was your full-time gig. That was my full-time gig doing construction. Because you couldn't then, run a construction company no, and do that. My partners were running everything they were else. They still running was, the business. I was leading sales okay. with my sales reps, doing sales myself, and being the spokesperson for our company. And then the show's... Went out and it was in rerun for three years. Did the amazing. show appearances help your business? I, I would sign deals. I never left my desk. Really? Huh? All the time. Yeah. Like, oh, it's Ty. We'd do the show, the builder show, you know, at the home show. Yeah. And we'd be part of Enbridge uh, Consumers Gas as one of their authorized renovators. And they would put up a sign. Come meet Ty from HGTV. <laughs> you know, 
that was a cool thing. Really cool feather in my cap. Uh, I'm very proud of that. I've lost all my VHS tapes <laughs> in my first divorce movie. And I don't know where the tapes went, and they don't have them. Robert died, and I called his wife, and we renovated his house, actually. It's not uh, on YouTube or anything like that? It's not? The old school stuff, he never got it uploaded. And okay. he used to own HowToWebTV.com, and it's not around. All the information that he had had died with him. And it's mm. like, I'll find it. I know somebody's got a tape somewhere, but it was a great experience. Great so you experience. enjoyed it. You loved oh, it. Oh, I loved it. It was great. How much interaction was going on between the actual network and you guys building and everything? So the, it was ours was just with the production company. Okay. And we provided the set. Okay. For our renovations. That's how we worked out our deal. And um, we provided the set for them. They had the show and that was it. Everybody was able to work on the show and we got marketing. We got marketing for it. Yeah. You it know, worked. Back it in the day great. it worked. It, back in the day. Would you do it today? If it was the right show, but not the way they're going now, I don't like them. They're all the same. Yeah. They're all the same. That's where my gripe is. And they own their own shows now. Most of the big guys, the big names, they own their own production. Yeah. And yeah. that's how they get the shows. They're yeah. building their own stuff. But any new shows, because I've been approached by so many guys on they, Instagram, they always tell me that the shopping agreement means that you will not yeah. own your show. You got it. So by all means, you want to do a show, go ahead, yep. but you're going to be an employee. You're just an employee. That's and it. I, and I wouldn't do it that way. You know, you got to build your own show and then see what happens. So yeah. go to YouTube, do something. Yeah. You know, but they're a lot the same. There's a couple that I enjoy. But there's so much information now. Like I don't, I, I don't joke about like the Elon Musk he's talking about. You don't need to go to school. Of course. Everything is out there. Yeah. You can go on to social media and you want to learn about tricks of any so trade. True. It's there. You so want to go on YouTube. There's so many, like so much information. <laughs> a, a good line for a client is when you're in there. I used to do this. Back in the day, we'd have, you know, the binder, the book, the, the samples, the, yeah. car, the carpet samples. Yeah. And you come in like a pack mule yeah. and I'd show them the pictures and I would say, um, th these aren't even my pictures. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. They'd be like, oh my God. Like, okay, broke this. No, seriously, we've done all these jobs. <laughs> you got to break the ice, right? Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> but what's funny and ironic is that guys are probably doing that today. Of course. You of know, course. Like, but you know what? For me, even vetting a trade, I'm going to check out their work. I want to check out legitimately go to their job site call the customer figure it out where'd you come from what client do you know what's your supplier you talk to the supplier how is this guy like how is he yeah you know and then that's how you get to build your network and you build your team if you've got a you good know? experience with somebody then they should be proud of actually 100%. saying i did work in that house 100 percent. yeah yeah and then you talk to the staff or your, your suppliers and you get chummy with them and you're on a personal relationship or if you've been there for many years with them, there's something, oh, you know, my husband's a painter. You know, he does, well, does he looking for some work or, you know, is, is he's busy? Yeah. Like everybody's, even the bad guys right now are busy. They're going to keep us busy in the new year fixing the stuff. But <sighs> That's going to be the industry, man. What do you think is going to happen next year, Ty? Um, Everyone's I, still telling me they're booking. They're booking into the summer. I am booked most of next year right now. Okay. Most of next year, at least 10 months. Probably longer if the two bigger builds I have coming up uh, are going to carry over. So you've over. got clients that secured deposits and they've given you and you've got a right schedule now on I do. right now? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right yeah. now I do. And I'm planning for it. Book New bookings for bigger projects is April, May right now for okay. newer ones. Okay. And, the, and the process right now, trying to get in before Christmas for permits because I know it's going to be three to four months. That long, huh? Oh, easy. Easy. Small renovations now. We were August till... Just a week ago, I got one. August what municipality are you talking about? Out here in the West End? Or? Uh, this one, these two particular, well, actually all over they've been taking a while. Toronto, okay. Oakville, Mississauga. Um, this particular one is Niagara. Hamilton, that's what, another one, Stony Creek. That was that There's was a, a while. There's a lot of construction going on in Hamilton. Eh? Hamilton's busy. Yeah. And uh, we applied for permit on this one job in July. 
end of July, and I, and I got it in early October. Early October. What is the reasoning behind that? You know what? They go on vacation. Everything's digital, though. Everything's digital, but they put you in queue. I don't understand the whole word, what the queue means. You know, are you top, bottom? Do you, if you do a resubmission, answer their questions. Does it go back into a higher queue or do you go back to the bottom again? That's what I've been told by city officials, that if you don't have it properly <clears throat> filled out, yep. you get dropped right to the bottom. Yeah. And then the architects that are filling the forms out, I have the architect supply for me. I don't do it myself. Or the engineer. You get it. I pay for it. I want the permit. I'm not the expert with the city. I'm building. You guys deal are. with it for done. Yeah. It's 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 a smoother process. And I've for three years now doing that steady, it saves me. It saves me. It's in the permit. It's under my design agreement, my contract. I work that out so I keep that in the pool. And if I don't get awarded the project in my design agreement, I've done my job. We've provided the plans, the service, there it is. Get a quote uh, from me, get a quote from somebody else, and most of the time I will get the job. That's kind of how it works out. But if not, I've done my job, and I've provided the design, and we'll go on to the next one. So I don't sweat it if I don't get it. Yeah. Don't sweat. Hey, that rhymes almost, <laughs> right? But, uh, you know, and, and, and that's, that's a system. I have those things that I do, design, consulting, project management agreements, full builds, you know, supply, install, provide. So there's no job that's too small, no job that's too big. Or you... kitchens, bathrooms, basements okay. is a big one. Additions, absolutely. Second stories, rear additions. Full new build. Full builds, one or two. Okay. They present themselves. It's I a have, different animal. It's a completely different animal. I have two for next year. Okay. So that's going to consume a lot of my time, but I still got to keep all the other stuff going. Yeah. And it's a different group of people, different area, different team. Yeah. Um, a lot of planning systems. It's going to help me get through it. So. I want to chat a little bit about the OBC and if all your years of being in construction. There's a few things that always comes up, and I always want to have the conversation. It's not that I want to challenge an inspector, yep. but I always want to have the conversation. Like, I disagree with 24-inch openings for bathrooms. It's, it's tiny. It's too small. It's tiny. It's way too small. It's tiny. I, I, uh, earlier in the you year... You mean toilet opening? Or <laughs> yeah, it's just, it just it makes window. no sense to me, yeah. right? And oh, for a doorway, even a doorway, yes. The, yeah, the doorway yes, is yes, too yes. small, right? And, and I had a challenge from an inspector come on site. We did a basement rental, and the client wanted a new window, so he wanted it to be large enough, uh, not necessarily for egress for a legal apartment. He just wanted more natural daylight to come inside the unit. We made that extra deep, three-foot deep uh, window well... We made yep. it five feet down. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, he's got a basement that's below frost line. But the moment that we pushed the window opening, we were on the cusp of the frost line now. Right. So that was all that the inspector cared. He was just saying, well, technically speaking, that line where that window is now is too close to the footing, which means that you're not hitting below frost. I said, but once again, this was drawn, this was presented. I understand that you guys issued the drawings. Yep. But now he's asking for an engineer or an architect to sign off on that. That one side of the house will not be compromised from the frost level. But we know this from building that if you do a walkout, you throw in your four inches of uh, your styrofoam underneath there. Yes. Yeah, um, before you pour. Ridge yes. it, you pour it, yep. it changes your, your frost yes, line Yes, it now. does. So he goes, well, that's not on the drawing, so you're going to have to do that and redraw. And I'm like... Uh, so we did it, photographed it. I'm going to send it. I still have yet to get the approval. Yeah. And I'm like, these are little things from the OBC that bug me where, sure, I understand that they, get their, they have their tables, right? Yes. But sometimes homes are not perfectly designed in the shape of the table. 
And you got to also go back to common sense at some times. Of right? course, when you're practically building something yes. on site and you're talking to them on there and say, well, some of the input I've had back, well, it's not intended to be interpreted that way, or we didn't intend it to be interpreted that way. Well, my gosh, you know, if I'm digging down one footing job I had to do, you know, I'm digging piers. I think we put four meters in these four piers. They maybe dig. It was ridiculous. I don't know why. Maybe the moment structures above, but it was a really big over designed like pad. And then putting down the styrofoam just before the pour for the walkout basement with the drain yep. uh, drainage there going into the street service now, not into the weeping tiles. Yep. Yeah, have the conversation. I think most of them would be pretty flexible because what happens is, and the architects will tell you, after you get the drawings, as long as you satisfy the inspector while he's on site, you'll be okay. So if you can have that relationship not piss them off and have that conversation and, sh and the respect thing comes a both ways, it's you'll be fine. And then I've had so many clients, I, I have yet to meet a client who doesn't want to change something on the drawings. And I just, <laughs> I just explain to them, because they always ask me, is this going to impact on the inspection when we're going through stages, right? And I said, if you shift the wall you know, a few inches here or there. If you do a minor change here and there, it's not an issue. Correct. You start messing around with structure. You start messing around with complete redesigns of layouts. There's an issue. It's the structure. Yeah. It's the cutting of joists. Or if you're not there when the electrician comes in and he drills holes. Yeah. Or the plumber has to get a pipe here and he cuts an LVL. Yeah. You know, I had one last year and the electrician came through and drilled some holes. And then we found out, okay, yes, we can drill the holes. And it was this size. And they were somewhat consistent a couple on an angle and the plumber did one the engineer came in paid the 400 bucks for the site meeting asked me to do five things on the lvl areas with blocking in more structural drive like seven inch screws to tie it in again signed it off approved it letter comes in we were good satisfy the inspector back to liability everyone back to, oh yeah cover your ass that's right? all it is you know and then the client's happy and you know some of the stuff you eat yeah, I don't go to my client for everything. It's just like, okay, I'm going to deal with it. You can't. Serious it's going to compile, right? It's going to compound, yeah. but you, you got to hold the change orders in line. Even if you give something away, put it on a change order and say no charge. Or here's the value and put a zero a thousand at the bottom. Percent. Just acknowledge it. Just you acknowledge it. Yes. They're aware of it. I'm aware of it. You've documented it. And then it says, well, when you really need that change order, like, listen, there's five over here that I... I gifted to you, yeah. so don't you know? I need I need this one for a thousand bucks or whatever it's going to be. And it's a it's a balancing act between sure us and the client. Sure it is. And any client who's respecting us, they'll appreciate yeah. that. It it, yeah. it it dips into your margins, you it know. Does. And and I think it's for me, it's somewhat. I have a little bit built in for that. I think we all do at, at the level of construction that we're doing. If you don't. You're not quoting correctly yep. or allowing correctly, researching the job beforehand and, 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 and pricing it accordingly, you're going to lose your butt. You know, and I've been there. I've had some, you know, challenging times. Oh, I forgot that. And the wording, the language in your agreements, you know. Um, you got to be careful with all that. It's, it takes time. You know, I still make some mistakes and trying to dot your I's and cross your T's and, you know, reviewing the quote at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> got to get up at four. And don't know? send it off. Like, honestly, never send it off at the end of the time when you're working on it because yes. you're tired. You may have missed something. I agree. Let it sit. Yep. Wake up. Fresh eyes, read it again. Great, great, great. And see if you miss something. Good advice. That's, that it. that's absolutely yeah. fresh in your mind. I could yeah. do it earlier in the morning over in the coffee or I've washed my face. 
you got it. Even if you have somebody on staff, administrative, if you've got your significant other who's also working and taking care of the the, the paperwork on the side, yep. get them to review it fresh yep. eyes. Fresh yeah, eyes. It works. Because you will miss something, man. It's like, uh, I'm trying to remember, there was a crew, Timber Framers, Caledon. So okay. he was talking about how before they make the final cuts, they get others to Great. Take a look at all the numbers. Great. Make sure that it's actually good. My lead carpenter did that with the guys yeah. on site yesterday just to make sure. Just now to make sure. Now it's the LVL. Like, this is it, guys. It's up. and One shot. We got to get it right. Yeah, it's you really know, important. It's, it's, uh, yeah, don't don't think of it as an ego thing. Don't no, think of it as someone all. found a mistake and go, oh, you know what? You're, they're going to think you're stupid. Not at all. No, man. You're, nope. you're trying to make it perfect. I, 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 that reminds me. I, with the, the ICF house I built in Santa Barbara, really technical through bolt anchor things on the eye joists, you know, three inch pressure treated ledger boards bolted into the ICF. You had to pack all the all the eye joists, get the through and through the whole joist. Yeah, like no up up to a certain plate. So you okay. had to pack the plate out, install the anchor bracket there, wow. then the threaded SDS. What's the, what's the load that's taking? Oh my gosh, earthquake stuff. All earthquake. Oh, that was just yes, all earthquake. earthquake. Built on caissons. You know, t on this particular home, it was 3,200 square feet, like 26 caissons on the property drilled into the ground up to 33 feet deep. BC does a lot of that BC's stuff, BC's eh? big mountain building, of course. Yeah, you know? they do a lot of that stuff. It's really, they don't stuff. do basements, huh? No. no. Well, in, Some. In, when you're building in the mountain, one of the rooms becomes the basement because it's the top floor, and then you got three floors up and above. And you keep on going up Yeah, you keep because you're in the side of a hill. Yeah. You know, but a lot of times it's dirt work. California, slab on grade. Plumbing goes in. I Texas. was I was blown away the first time I saw that. I was like, "Whoa!" Oh, it's crazy. Okay. No, but they you know thick slabs. And yeah. They're lazier in them. These guys are artists. You know, you get in. <laughs> you got to get a good pour. And how are you doing with all the supply issues, man? Um, it's juggling? been challenging networking. Yeah, roll it. You that's know, I posted it? something last week. I think I was one of the last guys to get twenty-two foot LVLs. I saw. I Where did you out, find them? Uh, out in the boonies. Out in the boonies. That's what I'm hearing, man. You know, and then that was a 14-inch, and then Lumberyard in Toronto happened to have an order they just got in, and they had six, and I took all of them. He just said, give me a credit card. I'm like, boom, <laughs> done. So, so there is still a massive there's, shortage. There's, it's going to be tough. And next year, I think that's where some of the new construction projects are going to start. If the orders aren't in, what I'm hearing from the suppliers is if your order's not in, like for now, you're not getting stuff until get February, it. March. Like and so orders that I put in for these two bigger rentals, you know, were by some of my secured my trusses I secured at the end of July, wow. and I'm getting delivery about now. I'm just about ready for it. I'm a few weeks behind, but they're holding my spot, so I'll get them up before Christmas. Are you on the fence? Knock on about, wood. Are you on the fence about going steel and trying to go dimensional? You know, um, steel would be great build. Um, I like bone structure stuff, their yeah. designs, but even um, some of the other steel fabrication. I've used Bailey's in the past with the ICF builds. Yep building in vancouver uh we used a lot of steel construction but even them they've had supply steel issues stuff. too it's tough yeah it really is across the board fabricators and just keeping up with the demand there's so much work going on but there's been two years Ty. like the thing is how come they haven't ramped up i don't what know what is it i don't know if they're playing us sometimes i know they, they it's nice to see a three dollar two by four but it wasn't sure that long is. ago that we oh saw 11 dollar two by four 17 dollars for a 10 footer you know just to, just in july i know it's like my god so so what was going on there I, they tasted the profits yeah, of that's course for sure did. you know so is i think it's going to go back up i definitely think it's going to so? i think so Come and, next year when we the new year, wrap up. More demand. You know, I think there's going to be a little bit of a slowdown. I'm hearing from a couple of suppliers stock up on some stuff if you need it because, like, I haven't got one custom order in. It's been eight weeks. It should have already been there. I want to get rid of the guy who puts a premium stamp on all that lumber. Yeah. Because <laughs> that pre premium stamp should not be on there. No. Man. 
No. I just I look they're at hockey it. Sticks. It's hockey Some of stick. it's hockey sticks. Hockey stick and chunks of it. Hockey out of it. sticks. They're yeah. like what do you use them for blocking? I mean, oh man, it's bad. You don't want to use it for firewood right now. You use every piece. You know, <laughs> glue it together. Do your own TNG. You know, two I, had, I had a client ask me about reusing some of the stuff that was being ripped out, and it had all nails in it and everything. I'm if like, you can strip the lumber, I've been sure. good recently with some of the demo jobs. I'll strip what I can and use it for blocking and form work or whatever. And I just gave a whole crap load to one of my forming guys, my excavator, because he'll use it for his forming instead of throwing it out. Right? It's got but some the labor value attached in it. to it, though. So you now you got to pay somebody to sit there and crank it out. I give it to the him when he took it, nails included. He'll take it out. Oh, really? But if I'm going to reuse some of them, yeah, then your guy spends a few minutes on a few of the pieces yeah. you're going to use. And then it's, you can use it. Then you can use but it. But no, clients are actually talking about using it to build oh. a wall. Oh. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, <laughs> time is money. You could, but time then all money. of a sudden, it's going to cost you more if you think about it. Ah, hey, I haven't put it in the budget. Yeah. If you, hey, if you want to put in some sweat equity, here's a hammer, here's a you can do pry it. bar, do it overnight. That's some of them will be eager enough to do it. They'll come in, yeah, I cut my hand, I can't do it. You know, could you finish it for me? How much? Yeah. Possibly, right? I wanted to tra- double back to the schools, and I want to get yes. the idea that I know a lot of people say that shop disappeared from high schools because of the liability issues with the parents, concerns with kids hurting themselves. Was that really the primary reason, or was it more that kids... This was like the late 90s, man. Tech, yes. was, tech was exploding. Yes. And every kid wanted to be some sort of tech star. They switched. They pulled them out of the schools. They stopped the shop. I don't think they were having the teachers to teach some of the things at that time. My mom was a secretary for you know 40 years of the Peel Board. You know, I love my shop teachers. They were good men. They were passionate good teachers. People. They were passionate. Great word. That's yeah. they were absolutely passionate. Yeah. And my woodworking teacher was great, Mr. McNamara. Uh, Mr. Smith was our mechanic. I forget my electrical guy, but they were just good teachers. They had they, they taught. We learned stuff. We could touch and feel. I still have two of the things I made in grade nine, and I use them every freaking day. Really? Little table, yeah. Nightstand that's in my the office at my mom's. Still got the computer and the modem sitting on it. It's right beside my desk. And the mirror that's in my old bedroom that I made with the shelf on it. Yeah. That I have an electrical wire in the back that's a hook twisted up <laughs> to hold it on the nail. I use it every day. It's the mirror. And I, you made that way back grade when? Grade 9. Yeah. Like 83. Wow. Like it's it and it's it means to me, right? I, okay, it was pretty cool. I built I built that back then, you know, and I'm still using it today. Are you getting a lot of your workforce coming from school, from post? Um, I'm or- getting some younger people. I'd like to get some more women involved. I, I, I love that the female trades are, are getting a stronger voice. For I sure. I think they need it. For I sure. loved working with the women. You know, our old company, you know, Men at Work, in the 90s, we had five full-time employees. They were women. Sub-trades now, women. I like to see it. Uh, there's some tilers. There's a lot of painting, finishers, wallpapering. Um, I see that there's kind framers. of sucks, but there's framers. Yeah. Um, you know, tile setters are good, um, but that's where I see them. A lot of designers, a lot of female designers, kitchen counter girls coming in. Now. I have a couple of trades, and not just a, the rough, tough man comes in. Yeah. Female comes in, they can talk to the client. You can see the demeanor on the clients change when a woman's there talking to them oh, about 100%. Yes. And it's just the energy in the room literally changes. It changes. When they can see it happen, like, oh, cool, especially if it's husband and wife. It's amazing. I think if they can bring it back in the schools, my son's school, my older son in California, he's in automotive shop there. They still have it in some of their schools and specifically in their communities, farming towns or industrial. So there's shop and woodworking. He's in the automotive program right now. He's in grade nine. I hope he continues down that path to learn more because it's pretty cool. But they need to bring it back. But here do we have somehow. the generation like 
I hope. Is the generation asking for this when they're in school? Where we are right now, I think it's a couple of years behind. I think in a couple of years, I think it's going to take for it to be, it's got to be implemented. It's got to start yeah. again. Yeah. And once they start it, then the interest will happen from grade seven. You look what you have to look forward to yes. in two years to high school. I've met so many of the younger guys out there, like their early 20s, and they've gone the marketing, advertising, the investment, all yep. kinds of other occupations, and they didn't last because it was just soul-sucking. Yes. At the end of yes. the day, they, just, they were basically another number, yes. and I think they quickly realized that if they left, they would be replaced like that. It's a, they're a number. So they're, they're a number. number. They're but in number. construction, if you are passionate about it and you build something at the end of the day, end of the week, and you're working with a collective and a group in your circle, and you see what you built and you're proud of it. And you it, can make good money. Yeah. You get paid. Yeah. You know, and you take pride in your finished work. And like last night, we're all giving each other high fives. What a freaking great day. The client walks in afterwards. Like you see progress. You know, that's camaraderie. You know, and everybody That's gets, what you get from construction. That's what you get from construction. Yeah. You really do. There's a there's a team thing and and again, being respectful and being a good leader, a good teacher, having some patience to do that because like I said, I'm still learning. And the new ones But every day in, you're teaching. Every day I'm teaching. And every too. student is gonna become a teacher. Hundred yeah. percent. And I think if they can get some good teachers in there. I you know what? In the early nineties, I just remembered this. Uh, at Clarkson Secondary School down here. That's uh, where my school down That's there? where I went way back. Clarkson High School? Yeah. My mom was a secretary there too back in the day, Miss <laughs> Buckingham. But anyway, so in the 90s, I had a partner uh, with a company that I started called Kids Play. I made Kids Playgrounds with a backward Z, Kids Play, right? Okay. And Bob and I were partners and his wife was a uh, principal. She was running the night school program. This is 91, 92. Okay. So I'm 23, 24. She asked me if I wanted to do their home improvement night course. I went, okay, sure, I'll figure it out. Sure, it'd be great. She interviewed me. We talked about it. And I was already partners with her husband doing some work. We sit down. We come up with a little program. So I came up with this program and how would I would teach stuff. And there were some videos on you know, how to do renovations. And I bought the whole collection. And I would do a 20-minute video. And then I would do the application of the, the, the work. I would bring in all the tools. I said, And it was in the shop class. It was in the shop class, the electrical room, so I could screw on drywall. I could bring in the, pl I brought in a plumber, I brought in an electrician, I brought in a finisher, I involved them, and my class was full. Every Hollywood would come in and sit in the back for the six weeks or whatever it was. Every week, my, my room was full. I was like, wow, wow that was really cool. That's Why such did a they young stop age. it? I did it for two seasons. I did it for yeah. two seasons, right? And then I then I changed business or my my model was changed, but it was an awesome experience. Were that, they able to replace you? I, I believe so as okay. a night school program, yeah. Okay. But it was a really cool thing that I did at such a young age because I was passionate about it. And I got taught very well from my teachers. I applied myself, my uncle, I learned it. I mean I wasn't afraid to ask questions. You know, and it was it was a really cool thing, you know, at an old high school. That's a great feeling, yeah, man, it to was have cool. a class full and everyone's paying It was attention. really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. I hope to bring it back. I really do. It's a political thing at this point, yeah. right? Like to get it into schools, how do you get it into schools? You can't, it'd be nice if we can go to each individual school. Go, listen, we'll find the instructor. They'll be passionate about it. We'll set up the course. We'll get it in. We'll see if the kids are interested. Yeah. Some of them are probably, you could probably flip it, flip the room over and have the shop again almost yeah. right away. Yeah. At least, at least some up. of the rooms. Yeah. Because they yeah. got the tallest ceilings. You know, wood shop was the tallest one for the dust collectors and the, the rooms you know, over top. That's probably true where you, they've got all the ceiling tiles covering up or where everything was Structure's coming from. Structure's there. And it's all there. It's already there. Just reconnect it Absolutely. all. Absolutely. Take it down and redo it. Yeah, I man. honestly believe that the generation is asking for something. I yeah. don't think that everybody wants to be 
a TikToker. I think in, I, in in my classroom, I think we had one accident where a guy nicked his finger with the with the crosscut saw. Okay. Other than that, it was all about safety. And there was nobody worried about anything back in the day. I mean, we ate dirt for pizza. The, cross, sakes, the radial arm, the crosscut saw. Yeah, yeah you know There's the crosscut saw. The big yeah, one it winds yeah. up. Yeah. You know, it's it's a <laughs> strong saw, but yes. you know, he nicked his finger. You know, yeah. but we were taught well, and it was all safety, 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 safety. You know, and everything's by hand nail too. It was a lot of hand nailing. I never really remember a lot of pneumatics or pin nails back then. No, like, 90s? No way. No, it's it, pre drilling, hand nails. Yeah, yeah. I remember I built a walnut cabinet for, uh, you know, China display that I bought from Oliver Lumber back in the day. The back wallet. in the day, and they're still around, and Oliver they're Lumber, one of the best are. places to go to to oh, get it's wood. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah fantastic. They're I got to ask you, Ty, what, what, what tool brand are you, man? I'm a mix, a little bit of a mix. Yeah. Uh, originally, like a my first skill saw was an orange black and decker that I borrowed from my uncle Frank, orange, with the deck masters beside me. You had to look over it to you know yeah, yeah, the backwards yeah, saw. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I was a Makita. I got a couple Makita tools, Milwaukee, some Bosch. Um, I used to have Dewalt. I'm looking at a couple things right now, but I'm a, I'm a Bosch Milwaukee guy. You know? It's the battery platforms now. Of course. Everybody, everybody's getting fighting. Better. They're just fighting for the battery platforms. Yeah. But it's hard for anybody if you're a trade and you've set up and you've already got committed to one. It's hard for you to let go. Because then, then where's the battery? You go yeah. yellow like, I don't have a yellow charger. Yeah, you know? But know. a lot of trades coming. Last night we had this thing. Okay, uh, Milwaukee, um, whose batteries? Like, okay, sorting through them all, looking for the little nick. Identify. I got stickers on mostly all my stuff. Oh, I know. I engrave. You know, so. I engrave mine, yeah, right? Yeah, which is smart, too. You could identify it right away. And so. I've seen enough trades walk by oh. and come back onto the job site, and I'm like, that's a familiar looking that's battery. Looking, yeah. By the way, those are my three initials. Correct. Yeah, I had, a, had it up with a guy at a, on a Milestones I built in Kingston. He's like, I walked in with the drill. I'm walking out with it. I'm like, well, if you need the other pack that it comes with, I got the box right over here. I told the supervisor, I'm like, if you needed that bad, dude, just keep the fuck. Yeah. Man. Like, come on, man. Wow. I'm in truck number 10. All right. I told the supervisor, like, <laughs> Jesus. You know, that's a different. Did you like that side of the, like the commercial work? Commercial. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. You know, so I got into it after the residential and we got out of the business and, and, and I went on my Blinders. own. Blinders. Nobody's happy. Nobody's. You know what? It's, it, it depends on, again, the team. Okay. So when I got into the restaurant building, my first restaurant experience was uh, early on in, in Port Credit. But the big ones, I did several restaurants at Port Credit Clarkson. But my commercial with the big brands was with uh, Kyra Foods. Uh, I got a referral to a millwork shop, and they needed to replace the installer on site. It was a shit show. So I went in to be the rescue renovator. and I That, have a, that was the statement? Replace? That, the replace. We, 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 we kicked this guy off the site. The site contractor doesn't want him on site anymore, and we got to get the job done. They were like four days in. Wow. Like, okay, I got to go in and finish the install. So my first experience, it was a Milestones in Kingston. So I roll in, take over the job, okay, get going. The VPs were there rolling in. It was um, a prototype store, finishing in there, working long days, had to go back twice. The longest, it was a seven-day job in total, so three the first time, then four to finish it up. Every day is Greatest lots of money. Long, long day. The roof leaked from the main contractor, flooded the millwork. We're like, holy shit, it's oh, coming through the tiles. Man. We got tarps, we're trying to cover it up. They fixed it, vacuum cleaned, emergency cleanup, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I just installed all that and the water's coming in the roof. It was unbelievable. But what I had learned through that experience is when they asked me to come and do another one and then another one and another one, I'm like, this is pretty cool. I'm going to start looking 
for the work on the commercial side. So I started calling mill workshops everywhere and suddenly I was installing for five or six different mill work companies on bigger projects, commercial. They were mostly restaurants, clubs, boutiques, golf centers. I got to quote on a lot. I didn't get all of them, but I got some really cool projects. You know, Jack Astor's, Milestones, Landing Group. Once the word gets Goodman out. Pub. I was just their contractor. But we would go to these jobs and traveling across Canada, same guys, same crews. They're flying them in. We're, we're the installers. We're the team. Local mechanical guys, local this, local electrician, but the millwork guys, the other crew, you know, it was an awesome experience. So we get to see the same guys time and time again. The Geek Squad yeah. was hired by Kara as their brand across the country to um, do their TV and service work. To run all the, yeah. uh, the cabling. Why everything. wouldn't they? They're the biggest one across the country. It was brilliant. So we'd see the same tech, Newfoundland, Halifax. It'd be the same guys. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, we built some friendships, you know. And then once you get into that circle, I, I've heard of certain guys being flown around. Yeah, they bring them in. Yeah, because once you prove yourself and you yeah. can do the work and they know how to uh, how to get it done. Yep, that's it. Yeah, you're, they covered costs. You're the person. When, when we flew in, they'd cover costs. Your hotels, you get your expenses, you get your per diem, you know. And I'd lock my guys in, and we'd be there 10, 12 days. We got was 10, there a lot of pressure? Ten days. Got to so, build. You got to build up. Are they behind it on schedule? The local ones in Toronto, I could walk off the job. So you're not ready for me. I'm going to get the bar up, build the walls. Call the office. You're not ready. Get him in. You got no. I don't. I, you're not ready. You're just. You're not ready. You're absolutely not. So our contracts were under the millwork company, which was under Care of Foods. So we had some pull. They, you know, and then they, if they were with the franchisee or the client direct, it came a little more yeah fi fe feisty yeah. between the trade myself or the contractors. But when we were under Cara or Circope, if that was it, for the Jack Astors, we could kind of call the shots. It was a great experience. I loved it. Loved it. Because you can learn a lot. Learn tons. But it's it's like, it's the pressure of getting yeah. it done like yeah. right but, away. But hey, you know what? When you're on that project, that's the job you're focused on. I'm not running 17 little yeah, jobs no, no, right no, no, now no, no, that no, I'm no. managing. That's not it. How long did you do that for? Uh, my last one was three, three years ago, 2018, okay. 2018, 19. Yeah. Did a lot of quotes in 19. Didn't get awarded uh, 2020, like just as COVID was in. Got some quotes presented to me because some jobs were still active when they went back to work. I didn't get them. But hey, thankful for the call to get a quote. But yeah, they were great. They were great. I did 14 Kelsey's one year. Holy cow, yeah, man. It was insane. <laughs> it was insane. But Same you learn crew. a lot. You Same learn crew. how to be efficient. Same crew. Yeah. My hotel bills were like massive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like crazy, you know. And it's all it's all put into it's, the it's, it's all, all into the cost. Built that's in. all it is, eh? Yeah, you're built in. You get your per diem, you get your, you know, your set amount, you get your hotel fee, bunk the guys up. You know, if you, if there was no extra money, where I couldn't give them their individual room, I tried to get them their own rooms. It's a nice thing at the end of the day, you can roll in, have a little bit of privacy. Privacy. But we'd have a split room, yeah. we'd close the door, the guys would be bunking. Sometimes there'd be three of us in the room, including myself. Yeah. And I'd yeah. take the cot. Yeah. I'd take the cot. Yeah. The guy that's running the show paying for it all. Guys, fuck, enjoy yourself. I'm taking the cot. I have no problem with that. No problem. Lead by example. I've flown all over the world. I can fall asleep anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Anywhere. Oh, Ty, yeah. what else you want to chat about, man? Man, life is good right now. I am, I am content, Manny. I am really happy with the way things are going. You know, I've, I've, I've put my foot down. I pivoted. 
Uh, I'm grateful for my guys right now. Thank you to my team, everybody that I'm building relationships with, meeting people, networking, and uh, just holding the fort. You know, and I'm getting up early. I'm, I'm holding it, and uh, I want to. I want to see this for the next few years. I think it's going to be a good couple of years. Are you planning on passing it on? Are you thinking? If about I can, great. I got to still. There's still lots to build. Because what am I going to pass on? It's just me right now. It's literally me. And if I could build the team and build the company, if something's there, then yes, of course, it'd be great. But I'm going to pass on my knowledge to my kids. They want to come in and throw the belt on, or is it sellable later on? you got to build that platform, right? And then the clients are there. When that structure's there, it could be possible. One, but, of, the, one of the very first roundtables that I attended uh, that Jim was doing, I remember one of the contractors standing up, and he was saying, when I'm done, I'm done. My business isn't passed on to anybody. I'm like, when my business is done, I'm done. And I don't think it's always that way. I think there's going to be somebody. We had somebody here at the event, Adrian, CRS, or sorry, CRC Contracting. Okay. He does a lot of ICS stuff. And he's been fortunate enough to find a 19-year-old kid. And they're already having the conversation about him taking over. That's amazing. Right? Which is a challenge. Sure it is. And, and if you can find that, and when the system's in place, so they can lead, like, wow, this is this is workable. Like, you've got a name out there. My name's on the sign. I'm yeah. getting calls. It's all referrals right yeah. now. Yeah, there's something valuable there. By con one of my concrete guys bought the business. He was just on his site, Concrete Cutter. He bought the company from the guy that's been around since the 60s. He's got 10 employees, 12 employees. He says we're busy seven days a week. You know, so something could be passed on if you build the system, right? It could it could work. You got to just deal with some of the younger generation that have the ego where they want something that they built for themselves. Sure. Which you can do yourself. You can go down that road. But why not? You've contributed. You've been a part of this business that's been grown. And yep. now you can take it to the next level. Yeah. And I think they got to tell them the work ethic. You got to work. Oh, it's still and everybody this still is has not to great. work. You have to work. You got to put in the time. You got to get up early. You got to lead by example. You got to hold that rein because everything will fall apart after that if you don't. You know, show up early. Be there on time. <laughs> it just makes me think it's funny. Back in the day, I used to work out a lot more than I used to. I do now, right? But I remember guys would always talk about roids, and I, I never touched oh. it. And I'm like, yeah, sure, you can take the words all you want. But surprise, surprise, you still have to do the still work. Still do the work. It's not going to make you bigger, right? <laughs> it doesn't just, you don't balloon all of a sudden. And it's the same thing that you can walk on a job site. If you're just standing there, yep. the knowledge will not be absorbed into you. Correct. You have to do the Touch, work. Touch, feel, hands yes. on. And mostly all of my knowledge, not from school, was hands on. Yeah. That's the way it is. It's hands on. Yo, that's when you'll appreciate it the most, yep. man. Yeah. That's too funny. That's man. amazing. <laughs> I love it. What else? Is there anything else before we get into oh, the 12 man, questions, you know man? No, I think we're good, man. Dude, it's yeah, been a great chat. It. I mean, it's I great to it. finally meet you, man, and Thank talk. Thank you so and much for having me on. you got this such a passion, dude. you got I such a passion it. for it. I'm yeah. sure you've had your downs, but the thing is that you had your ups. Correct. You get you, you get pushed down, and you get brought up. Yep, it works. You Whether know? it's yourself or if it's your team or maybe it's a client, it just it, the highs are really good, man. The highs are good. The lows are low. It's a lesson. Yes. Take it as a lesson. Learn. learn from it. Try not to do it again. Yeah. Make yourself better. Make Read. the other mistake. You know, I got <laughs> I got lots more reading to do. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to do, you know, a book a month if I can. I just finished Relentless. I've been telling about Relentless. I got to read that. It was recommended to me by a guy in Vancouver, Condo Works. Beautiful. He was like, "Have you read this?" And I was like, "No." And then I, all of a sudden, as soon as I, I heard about it, went on Amazon. I bought it. Perfect. I've got a list. Everybody's yeah. always making recommendations, yeah. and then I'm like, "Dude, you, you guys are young enough, man. Like yeah. I'm telling you right now, yeah. read one hour." 
hour a day. It's energizing. Before it you is. know it, the end of the week, the book's you done. You finish a book. The book's done. And plus yeah. the knowledge that you get. And there's been some yeah. books. Listen, I'll I'll start reading a book, and it's not for me. Correct. I just lose interest. I'm not focused. I'm not getting anything yeah. from it, and I'll stop it. Yeah. But then I get to another book, and I'm hungry, and it goes by fast, yes, man. Because you enjoy it. Yeah. You know, some of them I'm reading, like I would find years ago. I'd read, I'd start too many books and I would never finish it. I'm like, oh, fuck, I haven't finished that one. I started not. That was wrong. Finish the book. Finish, finish, finish. You know? And then the other thing I tell anybody who's getting into this for the very first time, trust me, in high school, <laughs> I was not a reader. Right. I hated reading, right? And it wasn't until like maybe my 30s I started paying attention and learning from it. As much as you want to read all of the self-help or the educational or the business-oriented books, occasionally yeah. pick up a nice story. Yes. And one of my yes. favorites that I probably read once a year is The Alchemist. Okay. I absolutely love that story. It's a simple story. It's three stories within one. Yes. And it's 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 a uh, Paulo from Brazilian, and yeah. when he first read it, wrote it, nobody wanted to. It's, he it, he yeah. sold like six copies. Edge, right. And it wasn't until it's a Portuguese book originally. And once he brought it to America, it was, I think, one celebrity. I think Oprah had something to do with it. She read it and she started spreading the word out and it just exploded. Exploded. So it's like I tell people read as many books that will help your business, but occasionally throw in a book. Biographies. Uh, I like biographies. Even that. Learn they're, more they're people cool. came from. about the people. Like Richard Branson's Virgin, Virgin book. Yeah, I, have, I, I love that, that story. That was cool. I love his fight between uh, British yep. Airways and when he got started with Virgin Airways. Nice planes to fly on. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> honest. Nice. And his whole mindset on how he built his brand. I was yes. like, it was pure genius. He it lived on a boat for years. Yes. He lived on a boat on the canal, and he's, that's where he that's where he started his record company. He it's started fun. selling records yes. out of the back of yes. his hatchback, yes. man. Hatchback, and yes. as a joke, he he bought an island just to impress a girl, right. his wife, his, his his girlfriend at the time. But he was like joking, like Nectar, the, the, Nectar yeah, Island. Yes. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and they wanted something like six million or something. And he goes, "Well, listen, I'll give you two hundred fifty k." And they agreed, and right. he bought it, and it's now like, he's got an island. And so incredible. he just like like. It, yeah. That story is amazing. Yeah, it is. It's that amazing. was a good book. That yeah. was good. Yeah, it's funny, right? Awesome. Ty, so uh, we'll do the last segment here. But everybody, listen. Uh, Nickel General Contracting, www.builtbyngc.com, info builtbyngc.com, and it's at nickel underscore general. You ready for the twelve On questions? On IG, sure, man. On IG, what is your favorite construction word? <sighs> Payment. <laughs> <laughs> no, a construction word would be, oh God. Could be payment. Yeah, payment is yeah. Payment. payment. That's We're a good word. Paid. Payment. Totally. Yes. What is your least favorite construction word? Lean. <laughs> what turns you on in construction? I like the smell of fresh cut wood. Yeah, yeah I think that's a go-to. Like a lot of yeah, carpenters, and you walk good. in, it's you're cutting whether it's cedar or finished work. You know, it's 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 a good thing. You're getting it to is. finishes. It is. You're getting to finishes. What turns you off in construction? Uh, dirty bathrooms. Porta potties that are dirty. I can't stand smoking it. in the porta potty. We've all we've all yeah. been there, man. We've yeah. been through the cold winters, and, yeah. and it's it's just brutal. Yeah, I, I lay it down for the guys right there, especially for the porta potty. Like I I establish it from the beginning. If I see it, you're dirty. Like I'm going to tell you to go and ask my guys. I've done it. Just I've be done respectful, it. man. There's somebody else that's going to use it. Yeah, we're all men here. Like just wipe the seat down, oh, man. <laughs> what is your favorite curse word? Ah, I wrote it down here. This is a good one. Did you? Well, fuck is like the pretty normal That's one. That's a go-to. But mine was, uh, uh, fuck Lord, Thunder, and Jesus. <laughs> I'll say that <laughs> on the job site. <laughs> yeah. Oh, What is your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world? 
presently, I've had a Porsche. I owned a 911 convertible. Nice. What year? Uh, 97, 993. So that was a dream. That was a. It's still got the beautiful hugs on the back. Beautiful hug on the yeah. back. Beautiful car. Yeah. Uh, but right now it's my pickup. I'm a pickup truck guy. So my current Dodge. Nice. Yeah. Least favorite vehicle. Uh, the the small smart cars. You can't see them. Man, that car comes up a lot. A girl came up beside me. And I'm like, but what? Holy Where crap. are you? <laughs> I could put you in the back. Oh my god. Man. Oh. I've sat in one of those before. Yeah, it's like they're tiny, man. They're tiny. Oh. What construction sound or noise do you love? I like excavators. Like when they start up, like it's for me. That's the sound. That machinery of, moving. Yeah, the ex mini excavator. Just like they're working. I don't mind that noise. You know, it means there's progress now. It's the start of a job too. Yeah, it's true. Especially with excavation, right? It's true. What sound or noise do you hate? Ah, uh, breaking glass. <laughs> Like a mirror when a mirror breaks on your like there's job. There's nothing good. There's, there's not, nothing good there, that there comes out of like. can't be something good happen. A, no, that's 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 bad. Yeah. Jackhammer. I was on a jackhammer for two days with one of my new guys, and I'm like, he's leaning under them. Like, do you want to get it? He says, No, I'm good. I'm digging the hole right behind you. So I was two hours on the jackhammer by myself in construction. That's therapeutic to me. It really is. And really? he's like, Are you kidding me? And I'm like. This is good for me, man. You throw on the heads the, and then the, you the earplugs are in. I'm just focused on what I got to do. And, and I'm also teaching and leading. You just got to get it done under crawl space and you just got to get it done. Sometimes I find yeah. the, uh, the jumping jack that way too. Yeah. Yeah. I find it very it's relaxing. Demo work. You know, yeah. demo work's good, you know? That's a little good point, aggression. Man. That's a good point. Uh, what construction sound noise do you hate? A broken saw. When you, like if you have a, like you're doing a chop saw and that, it break kick back like the wood again. Nothing good is happening. Yeah, it happens more than you know. It's a scream holding that that scream and it it'll hit up and kick the guard and then your guard's broken and you got to decommission it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a true one, man. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? A profession, you know, I probably would have been a good architect. You know, early on in my drafting days, um, I got some pretty high marks in high school. Because I can kind of sketch and I can visualize and see the work. I, yeah. I'm, I'm way ahead. I'm really way ahead in describing to the client. Everybody thinks I'm Italian when I come to see them, my customer, because <laughs> I move my hands. I know sign language fluently. I really do. Yeah. So I'm really signing to you if I'm communicating. Got it. I, but they think I'm Italian and I'm not because I'm like, you could have built it here. It's going to look awesome. And you're going to be, <laughs> you know, very theatrical. <laughs> you got to be Italian with those hands. You have to be. What profession would you not like to do? Ah, uh, God, the septic tank cleaner dude <laughs> he keeps on coming one. up man i have a lot of respect but for them a hundred percent i thank them they come and do a dirty every job. time they come i go listen you want an espresso yeah and they're like sure sure yeah. i'm like i just i want to just treat you hundred percent hundred percent i was a cleaner for many years that's man. how i started like i i cleaned professionally i cleaned restaurants i cleaned rodney's oyster house down in the day oh wow you know back in the day i was there the rivoli um and much respect for Anybody that does that work. That's Anybody. I Absolutely. Know. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome home. Welcome <laughs> home. Sorry, <laughs> this has been a huge pleasure, man. I, I know that Carlitos missed it, and but he's a, he's a busy guy on the weekends. It's hard, and he Family, knows that. Family, kids, it's I, all yeah, good. Yeah, I want to keep on going That's with the great, shows. That's great, man. Good for you. I'm, and, I'm proud of you, man. I, dude, I, I love that you shared so much, and I, I know a lot of the kids are going to appreciate it. Thank and you. It's, it's funny that... It's not mostly the kids, even though they're my number one demographic that is listening. Yep. They're not the ones that reach out. It's more of the, the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. They're I the think ones the that guys reach out. in that age range right now, if they can grasp it, 
they're, they're going to fly. They're going to do so well. Yeah. They're going to do so well. You know, just yeah. keep going. Keep going, guys. Don't and give girls. up. I mean, you're going to have your lows, but you're going to have your highs. Keep and trust going. me, like you said on the show throughout this whole show, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't man. be afraid. Reach out to anybody yeah. that you kind of see on IG or you see on a site. Or if, yeah. you, if you see someone's truck, stop. Yeah. Find their job site and just say hello. I just want to yeah. say hello. That's how you network, too. That's it, man. That's how you find a good roofer. That's it. And you watch how those guys set up on their job. Like you said, how's the job site run? Is he clean? Is he walking? What does the van look like? You're going to learn. Logo or no You're logo? Learn, man. Absolutely. I love it. Thanks, Thank Ty, you. so much. Everybody, again, www.builtbyngc.com, info at builtbyngc.com, and it's on Instagram at nickel underscore general. We are out of here. Enjoy the rest of the day I for Saturday. I got some stickers. Thanks, there, man. I left That's you some awesome. stickers. There you go, bro. Appreciate really, it. Thank you so much for the swag. I'll oh, get that stuff to, to Carlito, <laughs> and I'll, I'm going to read the book there, and I'll, I'll hand it off to Carlito. And see That's it. awesome. Carlito, I missed you, man. <laughs> All right. We're out of here, man. Thanks Woo-hoo. so much. Merry Christmas. <laughs>